Come on, Annie. Let's go to the movies. This is the Cinerealist episode 618. My name is Kyle. My name is James. My name is Zach. And we're here to talk movies, movie lists, and movie obsession for the next hour or so. It's been a week, guys. How's everyone doing? <laughs> it has been a week. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, I'm doing all right. Yeah. I'm getting over being sick. I told you that. You know, yeah, you did. While we were in the lead up. But, uh, but I'm here and I'm ready for the hangover. It's my favorite episode of the year. So. I think this is my favorite episode of the year, too. Nice. Definitely a top three, but probably number one. Zach, Zach where, where's this rank on your favorite episodes of Cinerealists? I like this episode. I don't yeah. know if it's my favorite of the year. Okay. What's your favorite of the year? I don't know. <laughs> okay. It changes every year. Yeah. Or you I, just I mean, never thought about it. <laughs> like, of our planned ones. Like, obviously, right. we have other ones I just... I enjoy also, but there's really not that many to choose from that happen every year. <laughs> there's like this, the top 20 of the year that just previously happened as you the, to put it. And then Christmas, the, the Christmas. Uh, those are pretty much the only ones we do <laughs> no. every year. We have more than that. What else do we do every year? Like Oscars. at the same time. Oh, Oscars. Good point. Yeah. Those, those came out. We'll have to do a little reaction to that. Not tonight, but at some point. Right. Well, well, lately we've been doing reactions and picks at the same time, like the week before mm. the Oscars come out, <laughs> <laughs> which I'm pretty sure we'll be doing this time as well. Yeah, I, I got to do some watching before the Oscars. I'm pretty caught up, but there, there's a couple out there still. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, welcome to episode 618, the hangover episode. This is the episode where we earn the name Cinerealis. For sure. At least the lists part of that name by having an episode with more lists in it than any other podcast on the planet. I can imagine certainly more movie related lists. I challenge anyone on the planet to have a podcast episode, an annual podcast episode with more lists than this oh, one has in it. So there's a qualifier. They have to do it every yeah, year. They have to do it regularly. Okay. <laughs> I th- I think I've made that challenge before, and yet nobody's taken us up on it. <laughs> Suspicious. Might be a one horse race going on here, but uh, <laughs> I'd l- I'd like to think that anybody who ever considered challenging us, it was just too intimidating. So, can they- we get in the Guinness Book of World Records for most movie lists in a single podcast episode? No, no, they don't care Not- about that. My understanding of the Guinness Book of World Records these days is you kind of pay well, yeah. in the Guinness Book of World Records. So how much Patreon money do we need? <laughs> a, a lot more than we have currently. Okay. Here's, right. here's my current understanding. It's very much like James's, but I'm going to flush it out. Please. So at any given time, they have maybe like 12 things that they're uh, accepting you know, competitors in. Okay. Only mm-hmm. like 12 very specific categories. All the rest are like pay to play, like pay 50 grand and we'll send a guy out and you can like get an award and they'll like work with you to figure out um, a record you can break. Like they, mm-hmm. they have like consultants that'll say like, okay, for your brand, what record like can we create that you can break? So we're talking, I thought it'd be like five grand. We're talking like 50 grand. Yeah. Yeah. It's expensive. Oh, okay. Um, I think it, it all depends on like what you want 
the presentation to be too. Like if you yes. want somebody on camera with you for your television show to confirm it, that's a whole different level than just having a guy come out, watch you do it. And then he gives you a certificate. Yeah. Can we just send them like a podcast link? <laughs> no, but the <laughs> thing is that they're not accepting like right. uh, records in pretty much any category, except like 12 very specific ones that they've chosen for the year. And, and one of those 12 doesn't happen to be, most of them are movie lists on the exactly. podcast episode, right? Exactly. Uh, oh, unfortunately. Bummer. I know. I keep uh, waiting for them to add that, but... Who do we know? We, we've got to be able to pull some strings. <laughs> I don't know anybody okay. who, who works for Guinness. We could probably put uh, a record on that site that Zach's supposedly a record holder on. Oh, the, oh, the, the most knives taken out, in and out supposedly? of? Supposedly. <laughs> what do you mean? Supposedly. I haven't seen them isn't my word and Kyle's word enough for you? Uh, all right. Allegedly. No, no, allegedly. I have witnessed Zach do this feat and I have attempted this and it cannot be him. So yeah, I, exactly. I don't I, doubt I, that he did it. I'm just, I'm not sure so the site exists. If you do not doubt it, <laughs> then why is it alleged? I don't doubt that you did the feats. I just haven't seen the website for myself. No, no. I understand you haven't seen it for yourself, James. <laughs> sure. You haven't seen Art Antarctica, but uh, you don't always say allegedly Antarctica. So uh, you, you haven't believe, heard me talk about believe Antarctica. Us. I just did, and you did not say allegedly. Guys, it's an ice wall. Let's be clear on this. <laughs> I believe you. Thank you. But I would like to see the website someday. Uh, but yeah, we could probably set a record on there, right? Uh, I mean, it's tough, man. It's tough. It, as a record holder, tough? I would as <laughs> a record holder, I would say it's pretty tough. I'm just saying, Zach. Like, how many people have challenged your record? I have. You met your wife. Yeah, I don't have those numbers in front of me. Okay, you okay. made Julie so, challenge your record. I didn't make Julie do anything. <laughs> <laughs> she chose to challenge that record. I'm sure, I'm sure she cared a lot. <laughs> All right, guys, uh, time to break some records here, and we're going to go over some lists. Um, it's the annual hangover episode. So last week was, uh, last episode was our top 20 of 2023. This week is kind of all the other 2023 related lists that yep. uh, we wouldn't put in that first episode because it would make it ridiculously long. So we kind of split our year end wrap up into two episodes, this being the second. It's normally a pretty fast paced episode because we got a lot of lists to get through. So uh, hold on to your hats. When we start moving, we're going to really move. Before we jump into all that goodness, though, I need to remind you there's a video version of this podcast on YouTube. Go check it out there. Subscribe to The Cinerealist and watch while you listen. You could also support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash Cinerealist. Leave us an Apple podcast review. We'd appreciate that as well. Or you can send us an email to heyguys at cinerealist.com, R double E L with an S on the end. Send us a comment, a question, a list suggestion, uh, a game suggestion, any of those kinds of things. For the last couple of weeks, maybe month or so, our listeners have been sending us their top 10 or 20 lists of 2023. And we've been working on a project with them. Zach, we, the royal we, the royal we. Okay, the podcast yeah. has, but mostly Zach. <laughs> I, I've had, I've read the emails. That's about as far as I've got. <laughs> Same here. Yeah, Zach, what what have you been up to with the listeners 
top 10 lists that they've been sending in. Well, I've been crunching the numbers, guys. Okay. And uh, it's been fun. I really I enjoy doing this every year. I think it's super fun. Mm-hmm. And I have lots of data. Okay. Okay. And I'd love to talk about it with you guys. Let's do it. Um, first of all, and I made a top 10, but I also made a top 20. Our listeners top 20. Um, but do you know how many movies there were on a top 10 or top 20 list between all of our listeners? So how many like, separate individual movies were nominated for this top 10 list? I would say, I'm going to guess around 50. Around 50? I'm yeah. going to guess closest to the pin, 51. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> um, I found this really fun. I think last year it was maybe like 63, something like that. Okay. Um, It'd be nice to have known that before I made my guess. (laughs) I think this really speaks to the diversity um, of opinion and and, uh, breadth of like movie watching and all that, that there are 94 separate movies represented. Wow. Um, Are are these in top 10s or top 20s or is any list we were sent? Any list we were sent in a top 10 or a top 20. Wow. 94. Yeah. That's awesome. Like that really shows just what kind of movies and how many different movies our listeners are w- watching and enjoying. Yeah, I thought that was really cool. There's um uh 61 movies that only appeared on one list. Crazy. Yeah. So very cool. So a lot of hidden gems, a lot of movies I was not familiar with um that people uh were really really loving. So Yeah. I think that's pretty cool. Um, but let's get to the list, okay? Okay. So I crunched the numbers. I used Bayesian, you know, n- number theories. And I came up with our listener, top 20. What's uh, a Bayesian I'll- number theory? <laughs> well, do we, or do we not have time to go into this right now? <laughs> the, the I gist can't of it, believe James. you have to ask, James. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why you're not making this list, James. A yeah. Jeff Bayesian number theory? <laughs> no, no. Basically, the it, the idea is uh, if ten people have mm-hmm. rated a movie something, mm-hmm. how do you predict what an eleventh person would rate it if they had seen it? Oh, okay, okay, and that's important because not everyone had a chance to see. Um, what's that? What's that World War Two Holocaust movie? Zone, Zone of Interest. Zone of Interest. Not a lot of people had a chance to see Zone of Interest, right? So let's like say us. only four people saw it. If sure. four people put it number one on their list, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, my Bayesian analysis would put it higher on this listener list than one that five people gave um, a four on their list. You know, gotcha. even though more people saw it and saw four, I figured most people didn't have a chance to see Zone of Interest. Mm-hmm. And so gotcha. had they seen it, what would be my guess of what they'd give it? Anyways, that that's not highly factored, but it's important. Okay. Number 20 through 11, Air, The Killer, Godzilla Minus One, Blackberry, May, December, Mission Impossible, Ferrari, Anatomy of a Fall, Saltburn, and John Wick, Chapter 4. Anatomy of a Fall is lower than I thought it would be. Yeah, it's lower. Yeah, Yeah, interesting. Okay. Yeah. John Wick, Chapter 4, came in at number 11. Yes. All right. Okay. So number 10, They Clone Tyrone. Nice. Oh, which I yeah. never saw, which I might That'd be need my to see top now. twenty. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and neither of you are, neither of our, us three are factored into this list. By the way, sure. That makes so sense. this well, is just listeners. 
we're not listeners. Well, be that as it may. Number nine, Killers of the Flower Moon. Okay. Number eight, Bo is Afraid. Oh, our audience is awesome. I've lost some faith in our audience. (laughs) James, you're going to love them for number seven. Are You There, God? It's me, Margaret. Oh, okay. Awesome. Yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy, volume three for number Mm -hmm. six. Mm -hmm. This is like my top 10. Just repeat it back to me. Uh, Barbie, number five. Nice. All right. Poor Things, number four. Okay. Mm -hmm. Uh, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, number three. Mm-hmm. So we have two left. Do you guys know what these two are? <laughs> I was going to make a joke beforehand that zone of interest would be number one based on your ba- Bayesian number theory. <laughs> and now I kind of think that might be the case. One of them's Oppenheimer. <laughs> Even though sure. four people. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to say zone of interest is number two and Oppenheimer is number one. That's my guess. Um, Oppenheimer is number two. Okay. And the holdovers is number one. Oh, the holdovers. Uh, Okay. Nice. nice. I was about to say if Zone of Interest got number one and only four people sent it in, (laughs) I think your numbers are flawed. (laughs) For sure. Now, uh, an interesting movie that I think is worth checking out just from the list that got sent us. Mm -hmm. Not enough people saw this movie for me to include it on the list. Um, But Society of the Snow, for the people that saw it, was very popular. Okay. That's the uh, the uh, Chilean rugby team, right? Yeah, the, yeah. Not starring Ethan Hawke this time, right? Yeah. Famous With Chilean no actor Ethan Hawke. Hawk. Yeah, that was in uh, that was in my top twenty. Mm, yeah, number two. So that's realized the holdovers wins it. Um, with an a- with an average ranking of uh, a little bit worse than two and a half. I'm, I feel like that movie is easy to like. It's even if you watch it in July. Yeah, <laughs> it's a feel. It's a feel good movie. It you can really enjoy any season, James. I think maybe it benefited from coming out during the holiday season over July with our <laughs> listeners, but we'll never know because it yeah. wasn't released in July. So yeah, hard to say. Hard to say. Hard I to think say. I'm going to challenge everyone who put holdovers in their top five to watch it again this summer and tell me if it's tell us if it's still as good as you think it is yeah or is there the seasonal effect of it the movie that was on the most lists was spider-man across the spider-verse yeah okay awesome which is my number one most lists yeah it's my number one as well not enough people had it as their number one cool uh i approve of the list Good job, listeners. <laughs> You've done it. I have a bone to pick with number eight, but other than that, I'm okay with the list. <laughs> oh, I, I love that Bo is afraid. That <laughs> I love that our listeners love Bo is afraid. Yeah. Because it makes me not try to talk about much on this podcast. Because if the if a good majority of our vocal listeners are okay with watching that movie and enjoying it, mm-hmm. then um Sky's not exactly the limit, but yeah, they, there's they a do little like, bit of leeway here. They do like Barbie and Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret Moore. Yeah, right. Sure, but I'd I say mean, they're not animals. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if, if we had like poor things as number one, I'd really question <laughs> who's listening to this show. <laughs> for sure. Well, thank you for sending in your top tens and twenties of 2023. We appreciate it. everybody that sent in their list. Um, we always love and 
including you guys in this hangover segment. We appreciate it. Thank you. Let's get into our 2023 movie habits, guys. Uh, how'd you guys feel about 2023 in general as a movie fan? I liked 2023. Okay. Um, and I liked 2023 because the movies that ended up being my favorites, with the exception of my number one, mm-hmm. were all original or weren't like sequels or re-equals, whatever you want to call it, right? So like most of the sequels and that we watched this year, I think did not hit. Like, you know, Fast X, we were kind of low on. Mission Impossible, we were low on. Guardians 3, I enjoyed, but it wasn't like amazing. But then like the original movies we got, um, I thought were great. And then some of like the oddities that we got were really fun too. So I think 2023 was a pretty strong year. And especially for original movies, which is kind of a nice change from what we've been seeing for the last decade or so. Zach? Um, yeah, I liked this crop of movies. I thought it was a fun movie year. Uh, nothing mind-blowing. I don't think it was like one of the greatest years in cinema. But I I had some movies I really liked out of it. But I, I, I think like culturally though this might be a turning point year meaning what like the, the as fall in fall of marvel yeah yeah the fall of marvel i mean like obviously we're going to get more video games we're going to get more toys so like this might be the year that we start seeing a new um a new movie beast be born now gotcha. that comic book seems to be on the way out does anybody know what the next marvel movie is um yeah, yeah it's, it's that uh, Dakota Johnson movie. Dakota No. It's that's a, a, it's that's, a, Web? that's a Sony Spider-Man. I'm talking MCU. What's the next MCU movie? Is there like a new event? I have no idea. I don't, I don't know either. I don't care. I think <laughs> <laughs> You just realized you don't care. <laughs> I don't care. No. And that's fine. Like I'll probably see it. Right. But but you're not anticipating it clearly. No, I, I don't even know if there's an MCU movie slated for next year. I couldn't think of one either when I was looking at my like anticipated of next right. year. I couldn't find one. I'm not sure they've scheduled one, but there's no way they're going a year without releasing one. I I'd mean, be, I'd be shocked after the year they've had. They might be having some serious conversations right now. Yeah. Maybe. Um, I, I do like that when, uh, when I look at my list from this last year, that a lot of them are oddballs. They're also oddballs that were like pretty expensive and didn't make a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> and we're also in a year where a 24 like has announced that they're trying to make expensive genre films. Now they're trying to make money. Right. Yeah. And so I, I kind of feel like it's not like a 24 was the only people that uh gave these movies money but i wouldn't be shocked if the gravy train slows down here i think we just maybe got a good post-pandemic year of weird oddity movies possibly but we shall see for sure all right uh that's how we felt you know emotionally how did we feel by the numbers 
Yeah, let's let's go to some hard objective cold stuff. <laughs> some statistics. Yeah. Forget this emotional crap. All right, I'll start. I'll start. Hit hit us. <laughs> Here's the average rating of my 2023 movies was 3.355. 3.355. Last year, my 2022 movies were 3.31. Mm-hmm. which I deem as not statistically significantly different. So I kind of feel like we got to stop doing these numbers because it's never <laughs> statistically relevant. Yeah. I, sometimes it could pop up. You never know. Mine is 0.03 different from last year. So it's the same. <laughs> it's essentially the it, same. It, yeah, it's no different because we're rating these things by 0.5 differences. So, right. so that, yeah, that's noise. <laughs> well, For sure. I'll say that in 2022, my average rating was 3.39. And this year, my average rating was 3.30. So it's almost a whole tenth difference, which may be statistically significant. No, it's less than a tenth. <laughs> less than a tenth. All right. You, you watch one movie and it, and it would throw it off. I mean, I, I will say I, I think I liked this year more than the movies I liked this year that I liked, I liked more than last year, but the movies I hated this year also like hated more this year. So there was definitely some, uh, some movies that dragged down my average because gotcha. I just did not care for them. I will say I'm looking at my average ratings since 2015 when we started doing this deck and this was my lowest year. Oh, really? Yeah. This year was 3.2. Okay. Right. My highest year was 3.6. <laughs> which is still not that's, statistically but, but that's almost a half star james is almost entering his star. boomer period yeah <laughs> james right, just wants more things yeah he wants world war ii dramas from here mm-hmm. until, they're too loud exactly <laughs> half star bump for oppenheimer for being too loud or drop um not boating well for on my side of the movie, my side of the pond for 2023 is that I watched 77 2023 movies, which was down 39 movies. Oh, <laughs> that's low. Right. Uh, well, it that's beats low. me. I only watched 39 2023 movies, um, which is up from last year was 36. Okay. Nice. Um, I watched, I'm going to throw in another number. I watched a total of 164 movies this year. Okay. Which is a little down from 169 last year. So about five less or exactly five less. Um, 54 of those were from 2023, whereas last year it was 56. But still, that is statistically 33% from both years. So a third of the movies last year and this year I watched from the year, the current year. Nice. Well, if we're talking total movies, I'm down 18 from last year at 213. So I watched <laughs> slightly less, 18 less than I did last year. Um, but I've watched far more non-movies of the year from the year this year than I did in previous years. Nice. Yeah, I feel like last year you tried to watch every movie you could from 2020. <laughs> yeah. Not every movie, but I did watch a lot of them. Yeah, for sure. Nice. Um, I'll also say that I like to track rewatches because I think it's fun to rewatch movies too. Uh, this year I rewatched 58 movies, which is 35% of my total watch. Last year it was only 32%. So I have, I'm up a little bit 
on uh, share rewatches as compared to last year. Hmm. This year, I only watched rewatched twenty five things, which is exactly how many I rewatched the year before. <laughs> was it the same things you? Re-watched? It was no, it wasn't. <laughs> it was totally different things, but it just happened to be twenty five titles in twenty twenty two and twenty five titles in twenty twenty three. Yeah. Well, I watched Tangled 14 times this year. <laughs> <laughs> Is Zach, that an I, accurate count or your best guess? That's my best guess. Okay. Zach, I hope your mystery list is um, your top 10 Tangled experiences from this year. <laughs> You're like, May 5th, great Tangled experience. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I've got a couple of numbers to throw at you guys. I'm sure you guys yep. probably do too. So I like to kind of track how I watch movies and like where I get my movies from. So my uh, my top five places to get movies from the library was in my number five. Got 12 movies from there. Uh, the Netflix DVD service, which was shut down this year. I got mm. 16 from that this year. So I think uh, that was a little high because I realized I was losing it. So I tried to milk <laughs> that for as much as it was worth. So that number will be zero for 2024 uh, mm. from Netflix. Just as a streamer, I watched 19. Uh, movies that I own, 23. And then my most watched place of movies this year was the theater, uh, 24. I mean, you could probably say stream because my most watched if I took all the different streamers and told them together. But mm-hmm. I think it's more fun to say that theater is my preferred place to go. Yeah. Um, and then the other one is I, you know, physical media. I think all three of us find it still important to look at James's image right now on YouTube. And uh, you can see all the movies behind him. I watched nine movies on a 4K, 17 on DVD, and Blu-ray, 24. So Blu-ray is still king. 17 on DVD? Most of that is probably from the Netflix DVD and library. Oh. Because sometimes that's all you can get. (laughs) Sure. Whatever Netflix would send you, that's what you got. I still maintain. You couldn't couldn't tell it, only send me Blu-ray? You could say prefer Blu-ray. Oh, really? But if the movie was only on DVD, that's what you got, which is I still you still have to see the movie. I'd rather watch the movie on DVD than not see it at all. No wonder it failed. <laughs> DVDs <laughs> totally watchable. I'd happily watch a DVD any day. You should see them on my screen. They, they look like garbage. On my when was the last 4K. time you watched a DVD on your screen? When was the last time? I've yeah. never watched a full one. Okay. Well, then I don't <laughs> even know what you're talking about. But I put uh, the Matrix in there. When I first got the TV in it, it didn't look good. I would wasn't, say wasn't good at all. I would say, James, if you're going to stick to DVD, try and stay from things like earlier in the 20th century and you'll be fine. Yeah. If you're trying, okay. to, trying to watch more modern things on DVD. Yeah. It's not going to look as great because it was shot on film or, you know, on digital or whatever. So, no, it doesn't look great because it looks like it's been compressed through a potato grinder. I don't even know what a potato grinder is, so <laughs> you're just making up kitchen utensils now. I am. Um, I saw 44 movies in a movie theater this year. Oh, nice. Which is actually less than last year, but not by much. Uh, 36 of those were I used a list on, uh, which would have cost me 524 dollars for all those tickets, but instead cost me 291. So I saved $232. How many of those movies would you have not seen in the theater if you didn't have A-list? Uh, uh, maybe, just going off the top of my head, 10 or 12. Okay. Okay. So you're still saving maybe. yourself money. It's not like you're creating 
new expenses for yourself. By no, and that's like um, when I go, if I go, when I go by myself, I'll try to schedule like a double feature. That way it's only one gas cost going. I can knock out two movies. Um, but this year, which might be the reason why it's a couple less, I've decided that it's a double feature if I actually want to see the movies. <laughs> Not one movie I want to see and one I'm just seeing to make it a double feature mm-hmm. type of thing. So I definitely had less uh, single feature solo trips this year or this past year. rather. And A-list doesn't penalize you for seeing two movies on the same day? No. Oh, I could okay. see three in a day if I wanted to. But I not have. Four. It's been a long time. Not four. I can only do three a week. Ah, uh, I got you. Okay. So three in a week, anytime you want. I can even watch the same movie three times in a row, back to back. I don't know why you'd want to do that, but you could. Could you buy three tickets to the same showing? Nope. Okay. It actually has a timer based on the runtime of the movie. Okay. So if it's like a two hour runtime and it starts at one. Whatever the second movie is, it has to start at 3.01 or later. Even though there's like a good 25 minutes of previews at the beginning, uh, it's yeah. going to start that clock right at the start of start of the showtime. Um, for streaming services, I watched 28 titles exclusive to streamers, which was down eight. Uh, and I watched 19 Blu-rays, which was way less than the year before. I'm actually down by 17 compared wow. to 2022. I did not watch enough Blu-rays for sure. I definitely buy more Blu-rays than I watch <laughs> at this point. Exponentially, <laughs> I would say. All right. Anything else before we talk about how we did as a podcast? All right. As a podcast, we released four days, three hours and 51 minutes and 46 seconds of episodes spread across 53 episodes in 2023. Is that more or less than we released in 2022? Um, less. Yeah. It is less. By how much? One. By one what? Second? (laughs) One episode. No. Oh, oh, no, no. we, We released 53 episodes in both years. Okay. Do we double up a week? Is there a week we double up? Mm, I think we did like a bonus episode. Oh, uh, there we go. Okay. Um, I would say we're only 20 minutes less than last year. And uh, two hours less. <laughs> um, you're both wrong because how would you know? Uh, actually, over 53 episodes, somehow we shaved eight and a half hours. Oh, I way off. I was way off. <laughs> we had generally shorter episodes this year. This year, interest eight and a half hours. Yeah, wow. We we really have are slipping, guys. <laughs> it's so much less content. <laughs> it's not that much less. <laughs> it's still four days worth. No, that's that, that's a quarter of a day right there. Uh, I spread find the number of days unhelpful. I'd rather think of it like a forty-hour work week. Like how many how many Monday through Fridays am I dealing with here? Well, four days would be Monday through Friday. No, Three hours into Friday. No, 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 no. 40 hour work week. So a day is only eight hours long. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Um, I don't know what that would be. You, you have to convert the. You have to do a quick math. Convert it. No one then. thinks of time of like, okay, four 24 hour periods. 
they're like, okay, how long am I work for? I think of it based on four 24 hour periods, but maybe that's just me. <laughs> okay. Wait, wait. So how it was four days, which is, um, 96 hours. And then how many hours on top of that? Say what? So tell us your total time again. You said it was four, four days, days. That's 96 hours. Three hours. Okay. So 99 hours. 51 minutes. Let's, let's, okay. So, let's just round up to an easy yeah. even 100. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So like, so a two weeks and a day and a half, maybe uh, two and a half work weeks, right? Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Way easier to understand. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> so if so, you yeah. listen to us only at work, your entire work day, <laughs> two and a half weeks. Yeah. Sure. I like that. Yeah, that's a good. Uh, the after shows, we released 28 of them, which is exactly how many we released last year. Um, across those, we released 14 hours and 55 minutes. I love how consistent seconds. we are. I know. Altogether, it's amazing what a weekly schedule does. Uh, altogether, we released four days, 18 hours, 46 minutes and 57 seconds. Or what? Two and a half work weeks. Or so. It's it's almost it's almost <laughs> let's just call it an even three 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 weeks, weeks. yeah right. perfect um yeah so we did uh but we're we're pretty even although we shaved a little bit of time off the regular episodes last year we're just getting leaner as we age yeah I mean not not yeah I agree that's what I'm going with too Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's jump into some 2023 lists. We've already done our top 20 favorite movies of all time. That was the last episode. We're going to dive into some of the more specific categories of the year, starting with our top 10 best performances of 2023. Why don't we let Kyle go first? I'd love to. All right, so my number 10 I added just before we start recording. I was on the fence about two of them. So my number 11 got bumped off. My number 10, Natalie Portman in May, December. Um, she has two great, great moments that stood out to be. One is there is a scene where she is um, reading a letter to camera. And it's very emotional. And it's a great scene. And also just her overall performance as she is um, studying Julianne Moore's character. You see her start to take on her mannerisms throughout the movie. I thought that was really clever. Uh, my number nine. Rosamund Pike in Saltburn didn't care for the movie overall, but I thought Rosamund Pike was great as kind of this clueless mother throughout this whole movie. Number eight, Dominic Sessa in The Holdovers. Uh, he played that character really well of kind of being a jerk, but also being sympathetic. Uh, number seven, Margot Robbie in Barbie. I think this is a, little, a maybe a bit underrated performance and, you know, Oscars maybe thought it too, but she brought a plastic doll to life. And I think that's pretty impressive and gave this toy emotion and personality so some credit where credit is due number six robert de niro and killers of the flower moon uh one of my favorite performances of him in the last 20 years probably it's nice to see him still at it number five dave batista knock at the cabin uh he just brings this quiet menace to that movie such a huge guy and he's so uh understated in his performance it really stood out to me uh, number four, Mark Ruffalo in Poor Things. He's just so much fun in this movie as kind of this Lothario. Uh, number three, Carrie Mulligan in Maestro. I really liked how she brought that character to life. Number two, Glenn Howerton in Blackberry. Remember, he was kind of the uh, the um, 
cap the venture capitalist guy, like the mm-hmm. one who was going to run the company, just this 90s energy aggression <laughs> throughout him. I thought it was so much fun. And then my favorite performance of the year is, I mean, it's got to be Ryan Gosling and Barbie. It's it's such a fun part. He's also bringing this toy to life and he kind of steals the show. But any everything he does in that movie is great. Uh, I want to hear James next. All right. Uh, my number 10 is Mia McKenney Bruce, who's the lead in uh, How to Have Sex, which was in my uh, honorable mentions from last week. Yep. I mentioned that, that this movie is uh, harrowing, especially from the perspective of like a late teenage girl. Um, and she's like a big part of that. Like she's the person you follow through that movie and you're just like scared for her the entire time. She's great in it. My number nine is Bradley Cooper from Maestro. It's underrated what he did there. Sydney Sweeney in reality. I didn't really like that movie all that much. I thought it was kind of cold in the presentation kind of by design. If you know about the production of the movie, but I thought her in it and the subtleties of having to repeat those very cold lines. I thought she was great in it. Ryan Gosling and Barbie. I agree. For all the reasons Kyle mentioned Kaylee Spaney and Priscilla, like the range of 14 year old to uh, however she is old she is when they get a divorce um, was just super impressive for sure. Sandra Hewler in anatomy of a fall. Yeah. I mean, that's a tough one to, to somehow be, the audience's biggest suspect and also be sympathetic <laughs> at the same time. It's like just hard to pull off as an actress. I think the writing in that is really good and the execution was too, but I, I think the actress deserves a lot of credit as well. Yeah. Jamie Fox in they clone Tyrone and the burial this year, two very big character roles for him. Uh, and I think he knocked both of them out of the park, even though they're very different. Zach Efron and iron claw. I hope he gets put in more dramas. I would, uh, love to see what else he can do. Kind of reminds me of, um, that wrestling movie with the guy from the office, Steve Carell. Oh, Fox catcher, Fox catcher. Yeah. Yeah. Steve Carell just kind of had that one and then like nobody's put him in another drama since then. (laughs) I hope that doesn't happen to Zac Efron. Uh, And then my number one and number two go together for sure. But I'll give number two to Mark Ruffalo because he's just bonkers in poor things. Yeah. And speaking of bonkers, Emma Stone as my number one favorite performance of the year. She is also just like uh, a delight to watch throughout poor things to see her just chew scenery the entire movie it's great what do you have zach uh yeah okay so um let's see my number 10 is jacob alordi and saltburn uh i liked him in that number nine jack black in the super mario brothers movie i thought he was really funny as bowser yeah uh number eight was luna lauren velas uh from uh spider-man across the spider-verse she played the mom Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Performance in that. <laughs> number seven, Roseman Pike in Saltburn as the mother. Number six, Bo in Bo is Afraid. He seemed uh, very afraid. Joaquin, Joaquin Phoenix. Joaquin Phoenix, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh number five, uh Ken and Barbie. Uh, I thought that he was really great. Uh number four, Robert De Niro in Killers of the Flower Moon. 
I thought it was a return to form for him. Number three, Denzel Washington from The Equalizer 3. I really liked his performance. Number two, Kaylee Spaney from Priscilla. And my number one is Bradley Cooper from Maestro. Nice. Well, your number one is Bradley Cooper. Yeah, yeah. it was a great performance. I feel like you didn't like that movie. I didn't like that movie, no. <laughs> <laughs> but you liked him in it. I thought all the performances were fantastic. Sure. I'll say that Kaylee Spaney is what got bumped off for Natalie Portman at my number 10. So she yes. was on there and just, just got cut. I forgot that Kyle has a, a woman quota that he has to, he can't exceed in his list. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it, it's, it, it's really, uh, I mean, if you don't have rules, what's, what's the point? <laughs> I agree. Um, next, we're going to run down our top five favorite scenes of 2023 starting with kyle's favorite scenes yeah so again a movie i didn't like but things that i liked from it salt burned number five the dinner scene they have after something tragic happens Mm -hmm. and everyone's trying to deal with uh the tragedy in their own quiet way and it's just a great moment in cringe comedy that scene uh, really stood out to me uh number four the staircase fight in john wick four uh, I mean, it's it's epic. That's the best way to uh, to state that, and it just goes on forever in the best way. Uh, my number three, another movie I didn't care for, but in Mission Impossible colon part one dash Dead Reckoning part whatever <laughs> I don't know what it was called. You know what I'm talking about <laughs> um, the the train car scene when the train goes off a cliff, and then uh, 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 Tom Cruise and Haley Atwell have to like climb through each of these cars as they're falling off the cliff is a great scene it's pure mission impossible magic i wish the rest of the movie was as fun as that five minute sequence uh number two the i'm just ken musical sequence in barbie it starts um like on this ridiculous beach fight as ryan gosling is singing this ballad as all the slow motion is fighting is fighting happening is all the slow motion fighting is happening behind him. And then it cuts to like this 1960s musical dance number. And it just goes crazy. It, I did not expect it whatsoever, but it's so much fun. And my favorite scene of the year is from Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse. The Spider-Gwen opening. I guess this is an extended sequence. Um, but the movie opens in this beautiful watercolors as she's telling her story. And I watched this movie again recently. I watched it with my wife for the first or her first time watching it. And that scene got to be over and we just turned to each other and looked at each other with like mouths open. Like, oh, my goodness, how can this movie start so well? So it has to be the opening to Spider-Man as my number one. Nice. Uh, Zach, what do you got? My number five uh, was the radio epilogue from Killers of the Flower Moon. Great choice. Uh, I thought that was really uh, awesome. And affecting number four, the John Wick chapter four stairway scene was so ridiculous and perfectly uh, placed in the movie. We're like, okay, we're running out of time here. And it was just, it, it, it was great. Uh, number three, the Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse opening scene with Gwen Stacy um, playing the drums and talking. And we get to see her emotions play out visually. It's very cool. And auditorily. Uh, number two, my list is very similar to Kyle's. My, my number two is uh, Barbie. It's the I'm Just Ken yeah. montage. I thought it was fantastic. And my number one was the opening scene from The Equalizer 3. You really liked Equalizer 3 this year. And I think I that's did. great. Yes. Like, I'm not making fun of you for it. I think it's no, great. No, totally. Yeah. So much. Have you seen it? 
No, because I need to see maybe one and two. We've we've, we've discussed which ones I need to see or not. Just so. watch it. What, what do you need to see? He's a he's an equalizer. That's well, I need, need to know. see like how he equalizes originally because maybe no, he don't. equalizes no. differently in the third one. Doesn't matter. No, 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 no. no. Just see it. He's he's really good at what he does. Okay, all right. He's good at equalizing. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I I imagine in that he's just doing chemistry equations and like balancing them on either side. Yeah, just yeah. go in thinking that. Okay, all right. So it's about a it's a chemist. I love it. Yeah, can't wait. I can't even remember what the opening scene of the Equalizer Three is. It's a shame. It's very good. <laughs> all right, fair enough. Uh, my uh, top five favorite scenes: the avalanche scene in Society of the Snow. Oh, if you haven't if you've seen that, you'll know what I'm talking about. The outdoor theater scene in Bo is Afraid. That gets all that was my number six. Weirdly animated. I did like that part of that movie. Yes. The final, I'm talking in code here, the final brotherly scenes of Iron Claw. If you've seen that movie, you know what I'm talking about. Um, The the little short film about Gwen that opens up Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse. That was on all three of our lists. (laughs) That opening sequence in Across the Spider-Verse. Uh, and my favorite was also from Barbie, but not I'm I'm Ken. It was the what was I made for montage. She's talking to Rhea Perlman and trying to get permission to be a real person. And they're having that sentimental talk. And then at mm-hmm. some point the song kicks in and it starts cutting through footage of real life mothers and daughters. Yes. And montaging through it's i mean it's exactly why that movie is way better than it ever should yep. be <laughs> i mean there's not a chance uh that barbie should be as good as it is for sure and yet it is and i'm happy for it my number one that's a I, i'm glad you highlighted that moment because that's a it's a not a comedic moment it's a different moment from that movie but definitely a very sentimental moment for sure. All right. Those were some favorites of ours, but uh, uh, we didn't like every movie we saw this year. This is our top five worst films that we saw in 2023. What do you got, Kyle? All right. So my number five is an animated movie called The Amazing Maurice, which is about a cat and rats. And I saw it twice and I fell asleep at different points in both of it. And it didn't matter. It just is not a good movie. <laughs> Uh, my number four is that Zack Snyder movie, Rebel Moon dash part one, colon, Dead Reckoning, Child of the Sun or whatever it was called. Child of um, Fire. Child of Fire, sure. Uh, just just such a boring action movie that just took the most basic steps it could have. Um, and I don't care about the second one. Uh, number three, Genie, the Melissa McCarthy Christmas movie. <laughs> that was That was a chore. Uh, number two, sixty-five. You would think Adam Driver fighting dinosaurs would just be like fun entertainment, and it, they found a way to make it boring and uninteresting. Mm-hmm. And uh, my least favorite movie, and this was definitely gonna be a number one for a long time, is Bo is Afraid. Uh, and this movie <laughs> just it, it tries to turn you off right away, and it succeeded for me. And I just I was just turned off from this movie and suffered through it it had some moments that i enjoyed but overall did not enjoy watching this movie did not think it's as great as everyone else does number eight listeners come on and uh <laughs> i'm still looking forward to next ariaster i've not given up on him but mm-hmm. i think this 
for me is a, a misstep on his part. So I hope he, um, I hope he doesn't try too hard next time. <laughs> oh, you think he was trying too hard? I, I think, I think he was trying to see how far can I push people, hmm. and will they be on the ride with me? And I mean, obviously, our listeners and you guys were on this ride, and uh, kudos to you. Um, do you think he was trying to antagonize his his viewers? I do. I think he was trying to antagonize them. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Like provoke yeah. them. Yeah. I mean, you he, don't find all of his films have an element of that going on. No, they they do, they okay. do, but I think there's balance to it, right? Like like Hereditary, besides a couple moments throughout the movie, really key, saves the key gross stuff, like the very end, right? And like Midsommar, it sprinkles it more often throughout the movie, but then it gives you other things to watch too. So like, yeah, you get these like that terrible cliff scene, but then you get her like tripping on LSD in the grass and like these scenes of these dinners and this movie just like right off the bat get, brought you into like this city where there's like naked people running around on fire and like everything's <laughs> terrible and did not let up like the guy remember the guy in the bathtub who's like above him oh yeah it was great yeah I exactly so like I, I think with, with this one he just like hit the gas right away and did not let off that gas throughout that movie I, I would if I would say anything, 2023 felt like the year of uh, auteur directors really leaning hard into their auteurness, whether it be poor things, whether it be uh, Wes Anderson, Ari Aster. And I'm like, OK, guys, like you got to find some balance here. I mean, even Scorsese, there were a lot of auteur yeah. films this year. Oppenheimer. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would some, say some more successful than others. I'll agree. For sure. For sure. So. Uh, let's see. Yeah, Zach, what's your worst? Um, honorable mention to Rebel Moon, uh, M dash part one, colon, a child of fire. Uh, reckoning. Genie is my number five. Okay. Leave the world behind. Could have been an interesting <laughs> movie, but it just failed. Uh, Tetris, my number three. Uh, didn't like that movie. Elemental, my number two. Mm-hmm. And Chicken Run, colon, Dawn of the Dead. <laughs> <laughs> My number See, one. He, here's my fear: is you didn't like that movie because you never saw the first one. If I watch Equalizer three, I might hate it because I got no context. Yep. You know what I found out later? What? I have seen the first Chicken Run. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was thinking of uh, what is the, what is the one where the world is falling and there's a chicken that's like Chicken Little. The, I was thinking of Chicken Little. I haven't seen. Mm. Th- that's a bad Disney movie. You do not need to see that movie. Yeah. I have seen the original Chicken Run with Mel Gibson. <laughs> <laughs> did you like, like that one either no okay <laughs> all right <laughs> uh well my number five is uh rebel moon m dash part one colon a child of fire we all had that one in common uh asteroid city i thought was pretty annoying uh to watch it, visually awesome but it if everybody's going to be annoying in it who cares um release a book of photography or something uh, Meg to the trench, um, kind of had high hopes for this just cause Ben Wheatley was directing right. it. And it's so weird that he's going to direct, uh, a Meg movie. And so I was hoping he would elevate it. And, uh, he definitely didn't. It, somehow it's worse than the first Meg. Um, uh, uh, then too cocaine, much trench in Meg to the trench for sure. Yeah. Uh, cocaine bear. Like I was kind of promised goofy fun and it was just stupid. <laughs> so yeah, that's fair. I really yeah. did not like it. 
And number one, Hypnotic, which is directed by Robert Rodriguez, director I respect, stars Ben Affleck. Worst movie I saw this year. One star. It was really pointless and bad, I would say. Not good at all. All right. Uh, from worst back to best or favorite rather, this is our top 10 favorite non 2023 movies that we watched for the first time in 2023. So basically anything that didn't come out last year that we watched last year, this is our 10 favorite. What do you got for us, Kyle? All right. So my number 10 is Faust from 1926. This is a silent movie about the famous deal with the devil. And, uh, Tim Burton definitely loves this movie. (laughs) number nine is ugetsu which is a japanese film from 1953 and it's about a uh it takes place in feudal japan and a uh a pottery maker falls in love with a mysterious woman it's probably the best way to put it um way more enjoyable i thought was going to be very ethereal Um, Hmm. my number eight an american werewolf in london from 1982 uh a famous effects movie by I can't think of the guys. Stan Winston. Yes, but who's the director? Famous guy. Oh, um, he. You know, he, right, right. <sighs> Thriller. He did John Landis. John Landis. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I mean, this is this is a fun movie that walks B movie effects and also like a horror movie. Um, so I would say if you like, if you want like an easy horror movie, an American Werewolf in London is an easy horror movie to watch. It was fun. Uh, number seven was Redcliffe. This is a 2008 uh, John Woo movie about a famous battle in ancient China. That was really cool. Um, Tony Leung's in this movie amongst other people. If you want to see like awesome military tactics with spears and horses, Redcliffe is a movie to check out. And John Woo still can like throw in um, doves and like people dual wielding swords instead of guns in this. Like it's a John Woo movie through and through. Just without you know modern technology number six was uh sanjuro which is a kurosawa movie this is sort of a sequel to um uh yojimbo and this is a really fun samurai movie number five predestination from 2014 this is an ethan hawk time travel movie the less said about it the better just it's a wild ride um, if you like time travel movies, Predestination is awesome. Number four, Singles, Camera Crow movie about single people living in Seattle during the uh, kind of start of the grunge era. Uh, great cast, a lot of fun, great music. Number three, Tower. This is a 2016 documentary about the University of Texas. Um, was it Austin? Where in the 60s, you had a gunman yeah. who, cool. who got, went up in the clock tower and started shooting people. One of the first mass shootings in America. Uh, it's a powerful documentary. It's told through rotoscope animation as well as archival footage from the day that actually happens. And it kind of gives you an insight into sort of the uh, modern American gun epidemic. It was very good. Number two, Brief Encounter. This is a British romance movie about a woman who, uh, this is from 1945, who travels by train to, uh, she's a married woman. She travels by train to another city to do her shopping and falls in love with a man. And kind of starts going on these weekly dates to meet him. Um, it's a very interesting romance movie. And then my number one is Sleuth. And this is a two-hander from 1972 with um, Michael Caine and Laurence Olivier. And it's uh, it's just two guys in a house plotting against each other is the best way to put it. Um, it's a super fun movie, super well acted. And the house is 
very unique in this movie. So a hard movie to find, but if you can check out Sleuth, it's worth your time. Zach, what you got for us? Before yeah. he moves on, yeah. Red Cliff, I had never heard of. Looks okay. awesome. Did you see Red Cliff 2? Um, so the American version is Red Cliff 1 and 2 compressed into one movie. Gotcha. In China, they have Red Cliff 1 and Red Cliff 2. So it's a hard movie to check on iCheck movies. <laughs> so if you it watch way. it, so if you watch it here, it'll just be one title called Red Cliff. Called Red and Cliff. And it'll be really long. Yeah, it's like three well it it's it's still shorter than the chinese than the chinese version like it's edited down into one movie so it's like maybe two and a half hours long gotcha where if you watch red cliff one and two you're looking at like four hours or something like that all right so but from from what i read red cliff is the american cut is a perfectly acceptable way to watch it you're not missing a ton of action you might be missing backstory but it's a John Woo movie. Are you watching John Woo for backstory? <laughs> I I watch it. I skip all the action scenes in John Woo movies. You you just want plot. I just want the plot. Okay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you don't care. You know that he has a baby attached to him. You want to know why is he wearing a baby? Oh, by the way, Red Cliff has a scene where a guy has a fight with a baby attached, <laughs> like you know, strapped to him. So it, it it has every John Woo cliche, just in ancient China. It's great. Nice. Cool. Um, I actually made a top five because I also had a top five worst. So I just mirrored them. So my top five favorite were Romancing the Stone, which is uh, an Indiana Jones-esque kind of action adventure movie. Mm -hmm. Uh, Frozen 2, which I actually thought was a really good sequel to Frozen. Yeah. Uh, Jackie Brown, I finally caught up with. Yeah. Oh, that was uh, fun. Yeah. Watched with you guys. Enjoyed yeah, quite a bit. It was a good time. Uh Presumed Innocent, which is a Harrison Ford courtroom drama, which is awesome. It's like I love that era of Harrison Ford where he just has so much gravitas and he's like, is he guilty or is he innocent? Kind of a thing. Uh I definitely recommend that. And then Cape Fear, the nineteen ninety one film with Robert De Niro uh, as my favorite non-2023 movie I saw this year. The Scorsese movie. Yeah. Yeah, that's fun. Uh, My favorite non-2023 movie of last year that I saw last year was uh, number 10, M, from 1931. Oh, you caught up with that one. I I watched because Kyle loves it. I forget where it is on your list, but it's like on one of your lists, right? I mean, it might be a top 600 movie. It's well made. Yeah. yeah sure. I think I love it. <laughs> Somebody loves it. <laughs> so, yeah. One of us loves it. Um, I enjoyed it as well, uh, especially for a movie from the 1930s. Tough to find a movie that yeah. I'm going to love from the 1930s for sure. Uh, my number nine, St. Omer, which is a French courtroom drama about a mother who kills her own kid. And uh, it was really good. Hard to watch, but good. You have some tough movies so far between M. (laughs) Is is Mustang your number seven? Mustang is my number eight. The Mustang is about a guy who goes to prison and doesn't have a whole lot of hope. And then at this prison, you can like work with horses. Um, And so he kind of like finds a different life, I would say, in prison. Um, oh, I thought this was Mustang, the 2014 movie about the sisters and being married off. Oh, that's great too, but that's I had already okay. watched that before this okay. year. Good. This is a Good. different Mustang. 
Uh, number seven, Repo Man from 1984. Don't know how I hadn't seen this yet because this movie was wild. <laughs> L.A. set, weird, weird 80s movie. Such that, a uh, weird cult movie. That I loved for sure. Uh, In the Heat of the Night from 1967, Sidney Poitier uh, as a detective who's uh, in the South who assists in a uh, murder investigation, even though um, the local police don't want his help, basically. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, R.I.P. Norman Jewison, director of In the Heat of the Night. Really good movie. Um, 2022, my number five, I Like Movies is a small Canadian movie about a kid in the 90s who just wants to work in movies and gets a job at his local video rental store. It's an awkward comedy that I think a lot of people who listen to this might enjoy. Boiling Point from 2021, which is that um, near real-time telling of a restaurant, uh, like one night at a restaurant. Did so well that they're now making a television show out of it in the UK. Can't wait for that. Loved that movie. Hard to be a God, which we reviewed on Mm. the podcast, came in at my number three. Also a weird, tough movie, but it's one of those that like the more distance I get from the experience of seeing it, the more my brain says, I really liked that movie (laughs) 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 because watching it was tough. Just because it's so strange and strangely presented. Uh, But I, yeah, my brain just appreciates it more as time goes on. Black Narcissus came in at number two, 1947, which is a movie that Zach's been recommending for about a decade, I would say. (laughs) And um, really loved it. Bought a bunch of nuns at the top of a cliff, live in a house that may or may not be haunted. That is way oversimplification of what that movie is but maybe it'll get a few of you to watch it uh and my number one to live and die in la from 1985 william friedkin movie uh rest in peace right didn't he die this year william friedkin yeah he did yeah, yeah. or last year another one i hadn't seen supposedly kind of a spiritual sequel to oh what's the movie with the car chase bullets friedkin directed no not that one. Oh, French Connection. French Connection. Uh, like an L.A. set French Connection that he made 10 years later. Um, another just weird L.A. set crime movie that I had not seen and uh, loved a lot. Enough to put up my number one. Nice. Uh, just because a movie didn't come out in 2023 didn't mean we liked it, though. These are our top five worst non-2023 movies we watched for the first time in 2023. Kyle? Yeah, my number five is from 2021, Tom Clancy's Without Remorse. This is a Michael B. Jordan action movie that was just kind of meh. Okay. <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think I've ever seen that. You don't need to. You're not missing anything <laughs> whatsoever. Uh, number four on James's top 10, but 2013 is hard to be a god. <laughs> hard for me to watch this. <laughs> Uh, number three, Wild Things from 1998. People celebrate this movie as like a satire of noir films, but I think it was just cheesy and overdone, like a bad grilled cheese. Number two from the 2021 Space Jam colon A New Legacy. Uh, this movie is stupid. There, it's trying to be like a multiverse movie where they're bringing in all these different like Warner Brothers characters. So if you want to see a movie of like the Droogs from um, 
Clockwork Orange cheering on like I don't know Looney Tunes playing basketball. This is the movie for you. It is so strange and yet so bad. I do want to see that. Yeah. I, well, and but they're also like they're like uh like Comic Con characters who are dressed up as it, so they don't even like mm-hmm. look good. So it's all these people who are in like cheap Halloween costumes of Warner Brother car- properties watching basketball being played. It's so strange. So it's not. It's not the actual people from the movie. It's just random people that are dressed like them. It's like random actors. They have dressed. Yeah. So it, it looks like a costume party. Interesting. Of all these different Warner Brother characters, not just movie, not just cartoons, but just from any right. Warner Brother. It's like you have like Batman next to the Droogs next to I don't know, whatever else all watching. Uh, the all stars, the all stars play basketball. It's so mm-hmm. strange. Yeah. Um. And then my number one is Transformers colon Dark of the Moon, the Michael Bay movie uh, that I watched because I was in Chicago when they filmed this and this was just bad and I I should have known better, but I thought maybe, maybe I could enjoy this movie. Sure. Nice. Cool. Uh, Zach, you said you got some worst ones. Yeah. Yeah. Hard to be a God. Definitely on there. Okay. Um, The Page Master, which is the Macaulay Culkin animated film. Mm. a little disappointed although i there were elements of it i liked the writing but otherwise it was pretty poor uh my science project which is a 1985 science fiction film uh which is just bonkers and uh um where they could control time or whatever um universal soldier from 1992 <laughs> why did you watch <laughs> <It was> that random <laughs> uh i own it on blu-ray so i had to check it out i wish it was on dvd and then to. my uh, Pineapple Express actually was my least favorite movie I saw this really? year. Oh, yeah. um, I didn't find it funny at all. I I didn't laugh, so I don't know. Interesting. I I remember that movie being very funny, but it's also been a decade, so yeah, it's some change. Know. Yeah, <laughs> so who knows? My number five is in a movie from 2015 called The Party Is Over, which I watched because Kyle Mooney is in it from SNL, and uh, wasn't good. Um, wasn't funny at all. Imperium from 2016. This is a movie where uh, Daniel Radcliffe plays an undercover cop posing as a skinhead, and it's maybe the worst casting I've ever seen in a movie. <laughs> <laughs> it just did not work at all. Him in that uh, kind of heavy, heavy dramatic role. My number three, The Tunnel from 2019, which is a Norwegian disaster movie that just felt like a TV movie of the week. And I was just like, Oh, this isn't like those other Norwegian disaster movies that I like. I expected more. Uh, number two, venom colon, let there be carnage, Mm. which was chaotic and pointless. Still shocks me that, uh, Tom Hardy (laughs) and, uh, Oh, what's her name? Woody Harrelson. Mm, He's in it. Isn't he carnage? Oh, he is Carnage in that movie. <laughs> okay. No, I'm thinking of the love interest in the Venom movies. Oh, is it Carrie Mulligan? No, it's the other one. It's, um, oh, who's the other one? <laughs> Michelle one Williams. Michelle Williams. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of shocking to me that Tom Hardy and Michelle Williams continue to be in these movies. And my number one uh, from 1995, National Lampoon's Senior Trip. Really hated this. <laughs> Looked like a 90s teen comedy that I hadn't seen. Uh, which it was, and I, I should have kept it that way. There was really nothing in this movie worth uh, 
a thing, I would say. Wasn't worth the uh, bandwidth I downloaded it with. <laughs> For sure. But besides the Chevy Chase ones, is the only other good National Lampoon's movie Van Wilder? Van Wilder's all right. Yeah. Yeah. Is Animal House National Lampoon technically? Mm, yeah. I okay. think so. Okay. I think the first Animal House. Was there only one Animal House? I don't remember. I there's only one that I can that matters. Yeah. That's true. Uh okay, so those were the lists that we agreed upon before we started the podcast. But we always like to throw in a few lists here or there that we don't tell each other about. We just kind of randomly bring a random list to the table and list off something. Doesn't even have to necessarily be movie related, just somehow related to the last year in theory. And so uh, we're going to go through a couple of those. I have one. I look forward to your list every year, James. (laughs) You might not like mine this year. Oh, you didn't do it? (laughs) I didn't do what? Your favorite YouTube videos of the year? I didn't do that one. It was. Oh, you didn't? I tried, but there really weren't that many viral videos that weren't like Mr. Beast videos. I'm sure there wasn't, James. There wasn't. You dropped the ball. Disappointed for a whole year. No, I think. I think the problem is that videos can't break out anymore unless they're like algorithmically advantaged. And that switched over on January 1st, 2023. (laughs) No, it was hard to do last year too. (laughs) So no, I did not do that one this year. James, do you think maybe on the discord you could post some of your favorite YouTube videos from the year? Even if I will do that. Okay. I will randomly post a couple of my favorite (laughs) videos from last year if That'd you guys really want me to <laughs> yeah people check out check out the discord that's probably right. where we do the most talking now to listeners uh, for sure yeah uh i have one list Does i may have more than that i made two all i right. got one all right kyle why don't you hit us with yours and then we'll we'll end with you as well sure so this first one i just like to kind of like look back at the year and see every month what was my favorite and least favorite movie of the year that i saw from that month because sometimes okay. there's movies that we saw we completely forgot about. So in January, I only watched one 2023 movie. That was You People. You guys remember that? Yeah. The Eddie Murphy one. Yeah. And both my favorite and least favorite of January. <laughs> okay. uh, in February, uh, favorite was Knock at the Cabin. That you know that was an early an early front runner for me. And then least favorite was Your Place or Mine. You guys remember Your Place or Mine? Mm. With uh, Reese Witherspoon and Ashton Kutcher. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, you didn't there. like that movie. Did not care for that one. Nope. All right. Uh, only saw one 2023 movie in March. That was John Wick 4. So that was both my favorite and least favorite of the month. Okay. Uh, April. My favorite was Air. And my least favorite, both April and the year, Bo is Afraid. You guys remember Bo is Afraid? <laughs> I do remember that movie. <laughs> okay, good. I remember every, every frame of it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in May, Guardians 3 was my favorite that came out. And then Little Mermaid. <laughs> Because we got a Little Mermaid live action this year. That was my least favorite of the month of May. Hmm. Uh, let's see. June. Favorite. Both of the year and of June. Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Great month. Least favorite. Guy Ritchie movie called Operation Fortune colon Ruse de Gur or something like that. Which was a fine Statham movie. It was fine. Okay. Uh, July. Favorite movie of, the, of that month was Barbie. And least favorite was 65, which I watched on the airplane to come visit you guys in Georgia. <laughs> sure. Great way to start my week. 
Mm-hmm. Um, in August, my favorite was Rye Lane, which I don't think either of you guys have checked out yet. No, it's on my cool. list though. Yeah, definitely check it out. And I only saw one other movie in August from 2023. So my least favorite technically was Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles colon Mutant Mayhem, but liked them both. Uh, September Bottoms was the best movie I watched. And then Elemental, my least favorite movie that I saw in September. October, Killers of Flower Moon. And then another Disney movie that I did not like, Haunted Mansion. Mm. November, starting into the good stuff. Priscilla, favorite movie from November, but The Killer. It was fine. Didn't make my top 20. Not a bad movie, but not my favorite of that year, of that month. And then in December, favorite movie that I saw was Godzilla Minus One. And then least favorite, Genie. So thanks for that. <laughs> Whichever one of you picked Genie. That was Zach, but All right. I did well, suggest it. Thank you. I, I'm, I'll blame both of you on that one. Sounds sounds about right. <laughs> nice. All right. Well, I just made a list of movies that I thought had the most accurate titles. Excellent. Okay. Um, so The Three Musketeers, D'Artagnan. That's pretty much rounded out the movie. Uh, Flora and Son was exactly about Flora and her son. Uh, mm-hmm. Priscilla was about Priscilla. The Killer <laughs> was about a killer. Oppenheimer was about Oppenheimer. The Super Mario Brothers movie was exactly that. Yep. Uh, Genie was about a genie. Um, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny was about Indiana Jones and the <laughs> Dial of Destiny. Barbie was about Barbie. And then the most accurate movie title of 2023, Bo is Afraid. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, because it's the subject and what he's yeah. doing through the whole yeah. movie. Yeah. James, if Bo is Afraid is on your list, well, it'll be on all all three of our lists. It's not on my list. Okay. Oh, sorry. As I said, I only made one list this year. This is uh, my top 10 sound drops I didn't get to play enough in 2023. (laughs) Are you going to play them now? Of course I'm going to play them now. Excellent. That's the whole point of this is to play them. No, I I really hope you just describe them. Like don't actually just, just just like try and paint us out an audio picture. Do an impersonation of each of them. No, of course. Yeah. Make us try and make the, uh, impersonate the clip. Not now. I played some of these. I just didn't get to play them enough. So I'm going to take, I'm going to take a moment now to play them for sure. Uh, my number 10 is clearly let's rank some movies. A classic. I love you guys, that one. You guys can hear these, right? I try oh, to yes, instigate sure. that one as much as I can, but absolutely. Whenever I'm making a list pre-show in my brain, that's what I hear. Let's rank some movies. <laughs> can I just ask right now of these ten, how many are me? Uh, that won't be the last. Okay, all right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't believe. Maybe it will. Do you know what I my favorite remember. is? What? what the Zach's back? I just I, I always bring Zach up. back. Yeah, bring, yeah, bring Zach, Zach back. back. Yeah, sure. me up. I really like Kayla. Hi, Zach. Hi, James. Or hi, Kyle. Hi, James. Sure. Uh, My number nine, I kind of feel like this should slide in here somewhere, and I'm just not getting it in for one reason or another. So here we go. There's nothing quite like the crystal clear (laughs) picture quality of Blu-ray. James, we had a whole discussion about DVDs (laughs) and Blu-rays. You you could have played it. (laughs) I know. I think I need to reorganize where they come up in the bank because some of them are like buried pretty far for (laughs) sure all right uh moving to the number eight uh sound drop i didn't get to play enough in 2023 it's uh number six in blue my doctor says i'm an abomination my doctor says and i'm an i'm an abomination 
Mm. That's a really specific use. My right doctor there. says I'm an abomination. <laughs> I haven't been able to play that one yet. Yeah, I've never I think heard that it. might be a premiere. <laughs> All right. <laughs> heard it first. All right. My number seven is, uh, let's see. There are no CGI shots in the movie. Who is that? Oh, that's Christopher Nolan. No that's Nolan. Shots in the movie. That is Christopher yeah. Nolan saying yeah. there are no CGI shots in the movie. In Oppenheimer, right? <laughs> in yeah. Well, who knows what he's talking about? But have you confirmed yeah. that there are? I haven't confirmed anything. All I know is there are no CGI shots in the movie. <laughs> I mean, just knowing how they make movies this now, there are CGI shots in that movie. <laughs> sure. Not good enough. Not good enough. Probably. Um, number six. This is number six. Another one that I don't think I've actually played, but it's been in here for like months. I could give a rat's. <laughs> My grandma. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Zach would have, I, was, give a rat's I was about to say, is that Zach's grandma? Yeah, that is Zach's grandma, <laughs> That's which, grandma. I, which I censored. <laughs> I love that. We knew who that was without even the context. Like, yeah. yeah. Zach, do you want to give us some context for why this exists? Well, that's fantastic. Well, she's an actress. And uh, she was in a movie uh, with, uh, was it Greg Kinnear? No, it was, I, I thought it was Hugh Grant. Was well, it like nine this months? This is a different movie. Yeah, oh, different okay. Movie. okay. Yeah. Was she in Stuck on You? Uh, no, no, no. Okay. <laughs> this is the first Greg Kinnear movie I could think of. <laughs> no. Anyway, she played a flight attendant and uh, that was her line. This was her only line in the movie. I could give a rat's <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Have you, I mean, how old was your was your grandmother when she filmed that? Oh, I, I, I don't, I don't know. Seventy. Have you ever seen a seventy-year-old flight attendant? Uh, I think they retire out by that point. Yeah, that seems like some miscasting. Not that your grandma did a bad job or anything, but they just, oh, know. I think she did a fantastic job. I don't think it's miscasting. <laughs> okay, no, I'm just saying for the role in general. <laughs> All right, my number five, another one that I don't, I don't think I've ever played, but it's been in here. And I am first and foremost a lover of movies. I am first and foremost a lover of movies. And I am first and foremost a lover of movies. Some that random a, guy I pulled oh, off YouTube. I thought he was a politician <laughs> or something. Nope. It's the closest thing I've ever heard to anybody saying the term movie lover. Except for people on this podcast. No, that's ridiculous. Okay. Point me to one. Point you to one? Point me to an instance of somebody else saying the words movie lover. Okay, I'm not saying well, it doesn't exist. I'm saying I've never heard it. <laughs> it definitely exists. <laughs> I'm sure uh, just about any combination of words exists somewhere. But. I just did a Google search with it in quotes, movie lover. And I'm talking about come across it naturally. <laughs> you mean show <laughs> people me, don't like, use that term because it's weird. No, you're like, show me. So I have to find one. And then you're like, come across it like organically, like you're walking down the street. No, I can't like do both find it anywhere rec- in recorded form without yeah. looking for it. People don't call themselves <laughs> movie lovers because it's weird. That's my point. Find it while actively avoiding it at all costs. I'm not saying avoiding it. it. I listen no, to movie podcasts you, all day long. Nobody calls themselves a movie lover. <laughs> okay, so all of all of the videos that I'm looking at right now where people say movie lover, those don't count because I looked for them. Yeah. I, I have to... I have to what? You're trying too hard, Zach. You have to find it somewhere naturally. You have to hear somebody say the word movie lover and then send me the clip. It really needs to find you, Zach. Okay. Yep. You got it. 
Kyle understands. All right. Uh, number four, another one I've never played. I'm not sure how it's going to go, but here goes. You want things more exciting, do you? Well, hold on to your butts. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you want things more exciting, do you? Well, hold on to your butts. That Jurassic Park quote? Yeah, that's definitely Samuel L. Jackson. Yep, definitely yeah. Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> But it's actually Zach's voice saying. You want it. things more exciting, do you? Well, hold on to your butts. Oh, is that is that AI Zach? <laughs> that is AI Zach. Yes. <laughs> do you recognize that Zach? No. Did I make oh, an AI version? You made of it. <laughs> Did I make that? Yes. Oh, Zach, you made that. You sent it to me. <laughs> And I and immediately sent it to James. Sent it to me. <laughs> yeah, and it's I been remember. sitting on the board for six months. <laughs> I don't I, remember that one. I forgot about it. I was waiting for for James to drop it in there. But yeah, yeah. Do you guys I think remember? it sounds like me? No, oh, I, yeah. I mean that, that was the thing. Is like you sent it to me, but you like really tweaked out some like like your timbre and your delivery. So you're like, how does this sound? I was like, mm, I don't think it sounds like you. You should tone it down a little bit. But then still, I was like, hey, James, got something for you. It yes. sounds like you, but like an excited version of you. Yeah. Okay. You don't normally sound that excited. Play it one more time just for fun. Oh, I moved away from it. Um, you want things more exciting, do you? Well, hold on to your butts. Yeah, the, <laughs> the more I hear it, the more it sounds like Zach. That's really funny. <laughs> All right, number four. Here we go. Uh, number four. Oh, that's not right. Hold on. Here we go. Number. What am I looking at here? Bank seven. Probably should have put these in order. Zach, if only we could make a soundboard of James sometimes. You absolutely can. There we go. You want things more exciting, do you? Well, hold on to your butts. <laughs> Never get Not told. Not where I was trying to go. <laughs> Save one, but I like it. Worth it. Um, here we go. Number seven in purple. I don't think that's an answer to my question. I don't think that's an answer to my question. Okay. It's a movie quote from a movie, but I don't. I don't remember what. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't yeah. know what I watched, but I was like, I'm going to pull that. And then I did. <laughs> and then I never played it. I feel wow. like I could, I could play it. It's a real missed opportunity. I just need to find a, find a spot. All right. Um, this one's an oldie, but a goodie that I just haven't been able to play for one reason or another. I don't know why I have every opportunity just like I do right now. I'm doing extremely well. Thanks for asking. <laughs> <laughs> that soundbite is awesome. Why can't I fit that in anywhere? The laugh at the end. I'm doing extremely well. Thanks for asking. <laughs> is that great. Crispin Glover? I don't know what that's from. Okay. Okay. That's been, that was loaded on the machine like the first time I loaded sound clips. I don't remember where any of those came from. And uh, the number one sound drop, I just definitely didn't play enough in 2023. You're going to hear a lot of it in 2024 is the good old rim shot. (laughs) (laughs) Need need more rim shot. (laughs) Absolutely. You guys need to be funnier so I can hit the rim shot more. No, I I think we're funny enough. I think you you need to have that in prime spot so that way you're a little quicker. Is that the issue? Yeah. I'm just Let, not quick enough. Let's practice. Kyle, say something funny, and James is going yeah, to no have pressure. The rim shot. <laughs> say something funny. <laughs> yeah. Regardless be, of what he says, James will do the rim shot. Be funny on the spot. <laughs> um, man, I just flew in from Dallas, and boy, are my arms tired. 
Oh, wrong button. <laughs> yeah, and James just proved his point right there. Oh, that was the right button. Oh, good job. <laughs> All right. Um, Kyle, hit us with your last list. <laughs> I'll wait for the crickets to stop. <laughs> um, so like I mentioned before, I do enjoy rewatching movies. Okay. Uh, last year, I watched 16 movies. Yeah, that's a great one. <laughs> <laughs> last year, it starts already. I watched 16 movies from uh, my top 100. This year, I watched 11 movies from my top 100. And they are, and James, you can give a rim shot after every single one of these if you like. Uh, I watched Don't tell every- me what to do. Okay, <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is in order of <laughs> from closest to 100 to closest number one. Uh, number 11, Everything Everywhere All at Once. I rewatched Pulp Fiction. I, re-watched I wasn't Pulp. listening. What is this list? <laughs> These are my uh, movies from my top 100 that I rewatched this year. Gotcha. Okay. So it's Everything Everywhere All at Once, Pulp Fiction, Old Boy. This is my second time ever seeing this movie. And man, that's a wild movie. I yeah. totally forgot about some moments of that. Uh, Logan, Indiana Jones, The Last Crusade. I watched twice because my son loves Indiana Jones. Taxi Driver. It was nice to rewatch that one. Blazing Saddles, uh, always a good comedy. Wayne's World, another great comedy that I enjoyed. Braveheart, had not seen Braveheart in a long time. That it's a good movie. I really enjoyed watching it again. Uh, Return of the Jedi, I rewatched this year. I think I also rewatched Empire Strikes Back. I forgot to log it though, so I'm not sure. Mm. And then uh, this was a movie I watched last year, and I watched again this year. First time with my son, Jurassic Park. Uh, surprising these are all wonderful great movies makes sense that it, yeah. they would be on a top 10 list top one yes exactly yes <laughs> very good all right <clears throat> those were our random slash surprise alternative lists for 2023 um, let's move into some movie habit planning for the upcoming year First, we, we need to look back a little bit on our 2022 or 2023 movie resolutions. What are movie resolutions, Zach? It's, uh, you know, thinking through what you want your your year of movies to accomplish. Like, what, mm-hmm. what are your goals for mm-hmm. your movie watching? Is it just haphazard or are there things you want to actually accomplish? Couldn't have said it better <laughs> for sure. So last year around this time, we made some resolutions to ourselves, some things we were going to try to get accomplished in the past year. The question is, did we do it? I'll start last year. One of my resolutions was to blind watch five criterion collection Blu-rays. I already owned. I did that. I blind watched seven of them. So I beat it by two. Ah, nice. You did not blind watch seven of them. I did blind watch seven of them. No. What does that mean? What are you talking uh, about? Most of the, some of those you didn't go <laughs> too blind. <clears throat> no, no. Blind watch meaning I had never seen it before. So watched for the <laughs> first time. That's not a blind watch. That's a blind watch. No. no a, a, a blind watch the is when you like pull off the shelf. You're like, I'm watching this. Blind watches, you know nothing about did. it. No, blind watches, you know nothing about it. You have no idea what, what you're about to watch. You're going in blind. 
Hmm. You're talking about a, the difference between a blind date and a first date. I'd have to look at them because I think some of them I definitely did that. Maybe not five. Well, you said seven, but like Black Narcissus, you I'm knew saying a lot about that movie. Black Narcissus I knew about because you had told me yeah. about. In the Heat of the Night, I think that was a Kyle recommendation. Top 100 so, for me. Yeah. Right. So I knew about that one. I'm trying to think of what the other ones were. Uh, I'll have to pull them up and I'll tell you in a future episode if it was truly blind or not. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> but I feel like I did it regardless. I watched five Criterion titles I hadn't seen before. That's hard enough. Okay. Uh, I also resolved to watch five movies from the 1920s. Nope. Didn't do that. Didn't even watch a single one. <laughs> You picked five. I said I was going to watch five. <laughs> Didn't watch any of them. Wow. I remember Zach and, and I working rather hard at making a list for you of 20s movies you would enjoy. Yeah. Oh, I still have an email that has those email that has those movies in them. I just haven't gotten to it yet. How's your Jimmy Stewart movies okay. going? Uh, I have that list too. Um, I also have a list that I resolve to watch every year and never do. I'm, Resolved to watch the remaining Yorgos Lanthimos movies I had not seen. <laughs> My best friend, Canetta and Alps, and didn't do that. <laughs> so that one uh, stands, I would say, is still undone. It, How'd you not, guys do? It's not surrealist if James is avoiding a Yorgos Lanthimos movie. Right. I think once James has seen every Yorgos Lanthimos movie, then we have to wrap up the podcast because what's the point anymore? <laughs> I'm going to watch them. I really want to watch them. I just don't. <laughs> I'm like Zach and Equalizer 2 when it comes to early. <laughs> oh, wouldn't that be great? The I difference is I don't own those movies. Yeah. Zach literally owns Equalizer 2 and won't I watch do. it. That would be awesome. That's good. Uh, okay, I had four. Um, watch more movies than I did last year. I did that. Good. By three. Uh, <laughs> uh, record my rewatches. I somewhat did that. I did that some of the time. So I was. Um, so you were better at it, but not yeah, perfect. Yeah. yeah, I wasn't perfect at it. Um, then the two that I didn't successfully do is watch the top fifty sight and sound movies, and watch mm. the top one hundred sight and sound movies which you're not far off on those right no no i only need like two movies to get the top 50 and like five to get the top 100 did you just forget that those were things you thought you were gonna do i completely forgot about that list yeah gotcha Mm -hmm. well i had three resolutions and i'm staring out i did terribly this year (laughs) <laughs> um so my first one was i asked both of you guys to recommend some docs for me to watch mm-hmm. and uh, you you reckon I, you guys recommended that i watch rise lake of fire dear zachary and beyond the mat and mm-hmm. i watched none of those <laughs> <laughs> but they are still on my watch list so i will watch them possibly someday Okay. Um, I also asked you guys to have me rewatch some movies that maybe I didn't like. Maybe I missed something. And I was kind of hoping you guys would like find some hidden gems or something. But you guys just gave me movies that I just don't like. No, hold <laughs> so, on. Hidden gems. You, you said out of movies that I don't like. So they're movies I know, you've seen. I, know, I don't know what the hidden gem part is. <laughs> I, I feel like, like, Zach, you knew there's movies I did not like. You're like, I'm going to pick it for you anyway. 
No, no. So. We only could pick from movies I, you didn't like. You didn't like, like I, right. Yeah, that but, was the criteria. I, I, I couldn't I, pick I should, a movie you liked. <laughs> I, I had to pick say, one you didn't. I should say, at least, Zach, you picked movies where I've vocally talked about how much I dislike these movies on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, well, so. you, I, you asked me to pick a movie that I I, you don't like. That we think actually has merit, and that you should give a second shot. Yeah, and that all applies. Well, anyway, uh, you James, want... <laughs> no, go ahead, Zach. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm just like, what did you want us to pick? Like a movie that you really didn't like, but that, that you would love on rewatch. That you secretly liked. No, I was hoping you guys would like just pick some random movie that I gave a bad rating to. That like, oh, Kyle, I didn't know Kyle has seen this. He should watch this again. But no, you picked like you and me or me and you and everyone we know, which I well, have vocally hated on this podcast. So you wanted us to pick a movie that you didn't like that we also didn't like in the hopes that you would like it better the second time for some <laughs> Yeah, <reason>. maybe. So yeah. <laughs> anyway, so uh, James, you picked for me the other guys and Moulin Rouge. The other guys I did rewatch and liked it even less a second time around. And I think that's what kind of set me off on this. I was like, oh, I, didn't, I did not enjoy this exercise. I don't know if I keep going on. Uh, Moulin Rouge, I did not watch, but I did leave it on my watch list. So I will maybe rewatch Moulin Rouge someday. Uh, Zach, you picked for me, me and you and everyone we know, as well as Gary and uh, I. Jerry. Just, Jerry, thank you. Oh, and I just uh, did not watch them and removed them from my watch list. And I'm just happy in my dislike of those movies. So. I think you should stick with the with the docs we recommended because those are actually good movies that right, you've never exactly. seen that probably yeah. have a good chance of you liking. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and, I, Moulin Rouge. I really think I need to give a second chance because it was a long time ago that I saw it. It was in college. I'm, you know, was a different person. Um, right. But yeah, I mean, you and no, I'm, I'm good. You'll appreciate list. it for different reasons. Exactly. Exactly. It's yeah. it's the best version of Roxanne. I feel They're, like. Okay, good. <laughs> um, and then this third one, I did not realize was a resolution I made until earlier this week when I was looking at my resolutions from last year. Uh, but apparently last year I resolved to finish the Reddit top 250, which unfortunately has not been updated since 2019. I think they just stopped doing this. Uh, I needed two movies, which were Paris, Texas and First Reformed. I did not watch either of those. Hmm. So uh, for resolutions... I think I resolved to watch one, two, six. I, wa I resolved to watch 10 movies on my resolutions. I watched one of those 10 movies last year. What's up with Reddit? Why did they just stop doing it? I, I don't know, because it seems like it's just the crowd. So unless whoever ran it stopped doing it, I'm, I don't know why Reddit doesn't do their top 250 anymore. And it's pretty mm -hmm. like for a for an Internet forum, widely accepted. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, that's, it's, I'm not sure why they stopped doing it, but for whatever reason, mm. it is now enshrined in stone from 2019. Interesting. All right. Uh, that's how we did last year. And now it's time to make some resolutions for 2024. Uh, I resolve. I might have to adjust this one, but this is how I wrote it. Blind watch 15 <laughs> criterion collection Blu-rays I already own. Can you just call it first time watch? Yeah. Sure. Like how about watch? <laughs> first For time. The first watch. time. First time watch. Yeah. First time watch. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to watch new movies, not ones that I yeah. have already seen. Yeah, yeah. Fine. First time watch 15. So I went up from five <laughs> to 15. I think You're that's tripling. a decent challenge. Okay. That's a yeah. yeah possible. Uh so I bumped that one up to make it harder. But I bumped the 1920s one down to watch one movie 
from the 1920s. Ooh, what's it going to be, James? I don't know, but I will watch one movie. Can you pull up the list of of what those movies are? Uh, I could, but I'm not going to. Okay. Okay. Um, and also I will watch the remaining Yorgos Lanthimos movies, my best friend Kaneta and Alps that I have not seen. (laughs) I will do that in 2024. Probably should have done it this year since he released a movie, but better late than never. Have you seen Metropolis? Uh, no, but I'm pretty sure that's on the short list. Just watch that one. That it, that's that's an easy 1920s. I don't know, think he'll it, like Metropolis. I don't know. It's but it's it's like the most one of the most popular movies from the 20s. So like if you're gonna watch a movie from the 20s, okay. You guys want to hear the five you guys gave me? Sure. The Passion of Joan of Arc, Faust, Metropolis, The Gold Rush, and The Cabinet of Doctor Caligari. Ooh, you might like. I mean, Gold Rush is the shortest. Yeah, so you like Metropolis trying, the least of those five, I think. You think you think you would like that less than Passion of Joan of Arc? Yeah. Okay. I got Passion of Joan of Arc on uh, Criterion, so I could. That's a twofer. Two. Yeah. With two for one, and also I, it's short, right? It's like eighty minutes. No, it's like two Passion hours. Passion of Joan of Arc. It's not short. You can watch it in different frame rates. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, uh, there's like a. 20 frame 20 frames per second and 24 frames per second. Oh, you guys didn't see the 60? No. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> it, it really pops second. off the screen. What did you guys resolve for the next year? So um, I have Oh, go, go ahead, Zach. I, I'm just very curious what Kyle has to say. Oh, thank you. All right. Um, I have two. Nice. Uh, <laughs> my first one is kind of it's kind of a two-parter, and I want to finish both of your top 100s. Okay. So Zach's top 100, I already finished once, but he's had some new ones on there. So I need to watch two movies to finish Zach's top 100. One is Free Solo, and the other is Burning, which every time I say the Burning, you guys say, oh, you have to watch Burning. So <laughs> you're going to hate it then. Oh, yeah. I pretty, I'm probably no going to hate it. Yeah. I'm probably going to hate it, but I'm going to watch it. I think it. you'll like it. Yeah. I'm open mind. It's, it's on your top 100. As you watch it, just remember this this is going to go somewhere. Yeah. And, and Free Solo is so watchable. Oh, yeah, I'm for sure. And Zach's top 100 has never speared, seared me wrong. So, yeah. Hey. Yeah. Uh, so, James, I have nine from your top 100 that I need okay. to watch. So it. they are Brat Parenthood. Patrol. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Parenthood. <laughs> the Mission. The Brat uh-huh. Patrol. Okay. Kids. The Proposition. Kids. kids yeah. Oh, kids. 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 Okay. Yeah. The Proposition. Miss mm-hmm. Bala. Blindness, Brotherhood of the Wolf, and Tron colon Legacy. You haven't seen Tron colon Legacy? No, why would I see Tron colon Legacy? <laughs> <laughs> That's great. I love oh, Tron colon apparently. Legacy. Kyle, so, you're in for quite the movie marathon. Let me tell yeah, you. I guess my question for you guys is, of those nine, which one do you think I'm going to love, and which one am I going to hate? You won't like Brat Patrol because nobody likes Brat Patrol. It's a complete nostalgia pick. I like Brat Patrol. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I, I know Brat Patrol I mean, is like like an so take take that one off as I kind of won't like it because it's it's there for your own reasons. I think you'll like sure. the mission. Okay, I've I've heard of the mission. Yeah, I think you'll love the mission. I think you'll love all those movies. Okay, I think they're great. Uh, they're Zach, also which, in my top one hundred. So you're right. Which one? Yeah. Which one am I going to hate, Zach? Uh, what did, what came right before Brotherhood of the Wolf? Blindness. <laughs> Blindness. Oh my goodness. I, movie. 
I remember you'll, you talking you'll love about blindness. Blindness is so good. Brutal. Yeah. Uh, Brotherhood of the Wolf is pretty genre, I would say. I don't know why anyone. That's Loves the French that werewolf movie, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's a French werewolf movie. Yeah. So I don't know. So yeah, I I, I really want to. I mean, so that's eleven. If I do one a month, because it's January, I haven't done one yet. So if if I do one a month for the rest of the year, I will finish both of your top one hundreds. Mark uh, Ruffalo is amazing in blindness. Blindness. Oh, I thought I was hoping he was a French werewolf. No. I have one other resolution, and that is to first time watch all the movies that I've owned that I have never seen before. Mm. So there are nine movies that I own that I have never actually watched before. Well, you have like 30 movies on these resolutions. No, I have 18. (laughs) All right. No, actually, no. Sorry, I have 20. I have 20. My bad. Um, They are Kronk's New Groove. Own it. Never seen it. Rambo, the 2008 Rambo movie. Okay. Uh, Brooklyn, which James, you gave to me. Oh, yeah. yeah. That yeah. was great. Conan the Destroyer, which comes as a two-pack with Conan the Barbarian. Also, Kronk's New Groove comes as, as a two-pack with uh, Emperor's New Groove, hence why I own that. The House of Flying Daggers. Uh, two Coppola movies, one from The Heart and Tetro, which came in a Coppola pack I bought. The Born Legacy, which came in a uh, Born pack I bought, and Predators, which came in a Predator pack I bought. So most of these mm-hmm. are movies that I bought, you know, uh, a two to four pack of one that I liked in there, and the other ones are added to it. So is Predators the Adam Brody one? Predators is the Adrian Brody one. Yes. Uh, right, Adrian yes. Brody. Okay. And I will. There was say- nothing in there that oh, I don't know about Kronk's Revenge or whatever it was. Called. Kronk's New Groove. Right. Uh, but the other ones, I don't know if you'll love any of those movies, but they're all perfectly watchable popcorn yeah. movies. Right. The, none of these seem like a challenge. Um, I'll say right. already, I've already watched two of these nine. So I'm okay. ahead of the curve on this one already. Nice. Yeah, those are my two resolutions. 20 movies. I think I can get it done in uh, this year. Uh, cool. I have three. Hit us. Um, I'll make four right now. Four, cool. You know, can you do five? Five. Okay, five, three. Okay, one is to watch more docs than I did last year, because last year I watched two documentaries, <laughs> so it won't be that hard. <laughs> yeah, so I want to watch. I love documentaries, so I want to watch more. So James, tell your sister to make me some recommendations. <laughs> All right. Um, second is to watch more of the movies that I own but haven't seen yet. Oh, nice. Uh, just like Kyle. Uh, so I have them all on a certain shelf, you know, so I know where they all are. And I started to do that last year and it was really fun. So I want to do more of that. I'm guessing you have more than nine of those. I do. Yeah. Okay. Probably too many to name at this point. But yeah. Um, but some good good titles in there that I've, I want to get to. Um, the third is to sell the ones that I don't like. So after I've watched them, the ones that I don't want to keep. To sell and get rid of. So mm-hmm. I'd love to only have the number of movies I have a shelf for. And that is absolutely possible if I just don't like half these movies that I have on my shelf and then get rid of them. Um, and then the fourth one is ill-defined because I thought of it right as I was making this list. Remember? And then, <laughs> um, but uh, I want both of you 
at some point. It doesn't have to be right now, or it could be. Uh, extra credit if it's right. I'll give you priority viewing if it's right now. Okay. But you can do it later. Is to pick a movie that you have recommended to me over and over and over again, and somehow I haven't bit, and uh, and I'll bite. I'll watch them relatively soon. Okay. Hmm. Um, and each of you can pick one of those. I'm not going to do that right now. Okay. You won't get priority but, viewing, but you know, whatever. It's, it's I'll fine. do it right now. Go for it, All James. Right. <laughs> James. Um. I'm I'm not remembering remembering the name. So James is not going to do it right now. No, I'll do it right now. He's going for that priority viewing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, for James right now is it has a different definition. I have recommended this a bunch despite having never seen it, but I did recommend you watch it. Never seen it? Hey, you just said recommend something. I did. Something that you've recommended in the past. Yeah. I've recommended this despite yeah. having never seen it. Okay. I've recommended that you watch Still Alice. No, you've never you recommended refuse, it. You refuse to watch it, but I've recommended that if you're going to watch one movie featuring uh, this this lady. This is Scorsese. Right. Julianne, oh, Moore. Julianne Moore. I, I anticipated oh. this. And then so it should be I the one this. that she won the Oscar for. Still Alice. I've recommended it a bunch. I've anticipated this. So the fifth list that Kyle asked for <laughs> is um, instead of the fourth list, right? <laughs> I would only ask for movies that you have already seen and recommended because you think that I would like <laughs> truly in your heart of hearts. I think you'll like Still Alice, having never seen it before. I know, and I would love to include that, but it doesn't fit the criteria of my fifth list because <laughs> it has to be a movie you've seen. <laughs> And thinking, but it does heart. fit the criteria of your fourth list. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And if that was still valid list, <laughs> unfortunately, Kyle's fifth list negated it. All, All right. right, Zach, I have a recommendation for you. Oh, priority viewing. Yep. You've never seen the long good Friday, correct? I have. Yeah, yeah. That's a great movie. Oh, darn it. Okay. Yeah. Well, priority viewing retracted. Yeah. I love those rambling uh, film noir movies. Yeah, that's great. Okay. All right, I'll have to come up with something on, on another time. Oh, uh, yeah. Right. I, I can't think of anything on top of my head. That was the one that came to me in the moment. James, I thought you were going to pick a horse movie. <laughs> um, I probably could give you a horse movie, but I feel like you watch so many of them on your own. You're such a horse movie I do. fan. I am a ho- horse movie lover. It'll, it'll take me a while to remember all the mo- horse movies I recommended to you that you haven't watched. Growing so up, many. all Zach would talk about was horses and patriarchy. And it was annoying. You should. Can I just recommend you a trio of horse movies? A trilogy? I mean, I guess, and I can choose from them. No, I want you to watch all three. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a themed <laughs> recommendation. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure I've. I can think of two off the top of my head that I know I've recommended multiple times. Mm-hmm. Lean on Pete, yeah, and Calm yep. with Horses. Yeah, Lean and on I Pete. I know I've mentioned those two. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. And then there's another one that's an A24 movie. That's a that's a horse movie. That's really good. Those would be the three. That's not a recommendation. I know it's not yet, but it's going to be. All right, all right, Zach. I got two. I think one of these you have not seen. Have you seen Henry V, the Kenneth Branagh movie? Yes. Yes. Okay. 
Have you seen the spy who came in from the cold? No. The um. Ooh, there we go. Richard Burton, British spy movie. Uh, with Bill Murray? No, that's the spy who knew too little. <laughs> just no, no, okay. no, no, no. Okay. All right. No, yeah, no. This is uh. So this is a a George Smiley spy movie. George Smiley is like Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy. He's a uh, a famous literary spy. Okay. Um, and stars Richard Burton, and it's a Cold War uh, spy movie. It's really okay. good. I don't know if I've recommended this to you a ton. If if I can think of an, another one this week to preempt that one, I will. Okay. But as of right now, my recommendation is The Spy Who Came In From The Cold. Okay. Oh, The Rider. The Rider. The Rider. Yeah. Have you seen The, the Rider, Kyle? No, I don't watch horse movies. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> the Rider. Those are your three horse movies, Zach. You must watch them. Love to. <laughs> I'm recommending great. them. That's not. That Wait, sound great. Zach on Pete, the rider, calm with horses. Those are your three. Zach, have you seen Fast Five? Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. I was really hoping to say no to that one because I got to really see Fast Five. Yeah. I don't. I don't know who Zach watches the best Fast, Fast and Furious movie. Yeah, but Zach's not a fast head. Zach's seen all of the Fast and Furious movies, I That's believe. That's not true. That's not true. No? I, I haven't seen Tokyo Drift. Well, I'm uh, not going to waste my votes on that one. Or Too Fast, Too Furious. Also not going to, yeah, not going to waste it. Hmm. Okay, I'm going to stick with Spy Who Came In From The Cold as of right now. <laughs> okay. And I want you to pick at least one of Lean On Pete, The Rider, or Calm With Horses. Your choice. Great. All Love three it. of those I've recommended multiple times. Love it. Um, all right. Those are our resolutions for 2024. Hopefully, uh, one of our top 10 most anticipated movies from that year will be a hit or well-made or whatever. We made a list of our top 10 most anticipated movies of 2024 that we're going to run down right now. Kyle. Yeah. So I want to quickly look back at 2023, my anticipated movies, because I think it's always interesting to see these are movies I was looking forward to and how mm-hmm. did it turn out? So um, of the 10 movies I wanted, I was looking forward to watching in 2023, five of them I ended up enjoying overall. Those were Indiana Jones, Dial of Destiny, Barbie, Oppenheimer, John Wick 4, and Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. There was four I was looking forward to that I ended up not enjoying. They would be Elemental, Bo is Afraid, Fast X and Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1. Thought all those had their issues for whatever reason or not. And one of them never came out as every year seems to happen. That was Dune Part 2. So, you know, I, I would say half the movies I looked forward to this year I ended up enjoying. So I think it's not too bad. We're kind not of bad. going in kind of blind. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I'm going to admit I'm not quite as in tune with, with, with what's coming out next year right now. So a lot of mine are maybe sequels because I'm just aware of those. So I'm sure there's some great movies I'm missing. But as of right now, what I'm looking forward to next year is uh, Inside Out. Num- Inside Out Part 2 is my number 10. Fall Guy, which is a Ryan Gosling action movie with the uh, David Litch, I believe, is a director. I think this is based on like a Lee Majors TV show or something. 
uh, a different man, which is a Sebastian Stan movie. I think he gets like a facial reconstruction surgery and tries to become an actor or something like that. It seems really interesting. Hmm. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enjoyed the uh, the 2010s trilogy. Looking forward to see where this goes. Hitman, which is a Richard Linklater Hitman movie. I like Richard Linklater. Uh, the Wolfman. This is Lee Wanell's follow-up to The Invisible Man. I thought he did something really interesting with that. I'm curious to see what he does with The Wolfman. Uh, maybe he's just going to stick with, uh, stick around with uh, Universal Monster movies from here on out. I'd be fine with that. Doom Part 2, back on the list. Didn't come out this year, last year. Maybe it comes out next year. Nosferatu, the new Robert Eggers movie based on the Nosferatu story. Looking forward to see what he does with that. Number two, Furiosa. Uh, a little disappointed Charlize did not get to recast, replay the role, but still hopefully George Miller can find some of the magic he did with Fury Road. And what I'm looking forward to the most is one of my most interesting and favorite directors of the current era, Alex Garland in Civil War. Can't wait for that one. Cool. Nice. I want to see Dune Part 2. I want to see Gladiator 2. I want to see Civil War. I want to see um, Kinds of Kinds of Kindness, the next Yorgos Lanthimos movie. Oh, yeah. That's supposed to be out next year. It is. Uh, yeah. yeah. That'd be great. Yep. And uh, here by Zemeckis, which is apparently takes place all in one room. It has hmm. a bunch of different characters in it, and it has a cool cast. Okay. Great. Uh, my number 10, Wolfman. Lee Wano. Kyle mentioned it. Uh, the Bike Riders, which is a Jeff Nichols movie, described as the godfather of biker gang movies. Stars oh. Tom Hardy, Austin Butler, and Jodie Comer. So, I'm into it. Uh, Hitman already mentioned Challengers, which is uh, Luca Guadagnino's trashy tennis love triangle movie. Oh, Zendaya, starring, right? Starring Zendaya, yep. Just very interested in what the Call Me By Your Name slash Suspiria remake guy made with Zendaya. <laughs> I just can't imagine what that movie's going to be like. Um, and also, I've seen the trailer like a billion times at this point because they they delayed it due to the actor strike. So I've been through two cycles of trailers with that movie. Um, then number six, Gladiator 2. Zach mentioned that. Can't wait to see that. Mickey 17, which is the new Bong Joon-ho movie. Yeah, his follow-up to Parasite, uh, starring Robert Pattinson as an astronaut who's sent to colonize an icy, faraway planet. That one fell off my list because it no longer has an official 2024 release date. Mm, so you don't think it's happening, huh? I, it sounds like it, the chances have decreased of it happening than earlier in the year. Sure. My number four. We all shared this one, Dune Part 2. Mm-hmm. My number three, Civil War. My number two, Kyle and I's top four. Like, exactly the same, <laughs> just in a different order. Uh, my number two, Nosferatu. My number one, Furiosa. Yep. Um, yeah, colon, a Mad Max saga, for sure. And you also had uh, Hitman and the Wolfman on your list, correct? Yep. Yeah, so we're yeah, definitely. I think we shared a good six or seven of them, Kyle. Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, as we do every year, I'm going to run through some other notable movies coming out in 2024. I need you guys to hot take them. Are you ready? Yeah. Yes. 
these are the horror movies coming out in 2024. Maxine, just the third movie in the Ty West Mia Goth trilogy. Oh, with X and Pearl? With X and Pearl. I know Zach's a big fan of these movies, but Kyle, you've seen at least one of those, right? No. No, does you haven't? No. Am I the only one that's seen X? Yeah. I haven't. Okay. I guess I'm the only one that cares. Should I see X? Um, I don't know. Okay. I'm not going to waste my recommendation on X, probably. Uh, Out of Darkness, which looks awesome. It's a Stone Age set survival horror film. Isn't this uh, Shyamalan? Mm, I don't believe so. No? Okay. But if it is, even better. (laughs) Should probably put it in my top 10. Uh, Damsel. This is a Netflix movie in March. It's from the director of 28 Weeks Later. Not Danny Boyle, the other guy. Not Danny Boyle. Okay. That's 28 Days Later. Right. This is the sequel. I actually like the sequel better than 28 Days Later. I know that might be heresy, but 28 Weeks Later, much better zombie movie. Uh, Imaginary. Then you got The First Omen, Abigail, The Strangers, Part 1. I'm going to run through these because you guys don't even know what these are. I have no idea. Uh, Horoscope, Trap, Speak No Evil, and The Watchers. Then we've got comic book and video game adaptations, Madam Web. Just a few months or a few weeks away from now. Does anybody care about Madam Web? Uh, not really. And Trap is the M. Night Shyamalan movie that's coming out mm. next year. Okay. Zach, do you care about Madam Web? No, I don't know anything anything about it at all. Um, all I know is Dakota Johnson's in it and she's Spider-Woman, I think, or some oh, version of that. Okay. I yes. knew that. <laughs> sure. Well, then we knew the same. Yeah. <laughs> And I also know that none of these movies have been good so far. <laughs> none of these non-Spider-Man, Spider-Man movies. So I would love for hers to be the first good one, but I don't have high hopes. That's for sure. Uh, Deadpool 3. Is that MCU now? Is it I, kind of? I think it, it... I don't know if they've officially made it MCU. Okay. I don't know. I couldn't tell you. If they do, they need to definitely cram in a bunch of uh, cameos just to make it official. Yeah. Uh, Then there's going to be a Borderlands movie this year. Yeah, I don't care about that video game. Okay. So. I doubt Zach cares about it, right? You've never played Borderlands, Zach? I've never heard of that. This cast is pretty good. Kate Blanchett, Kevin Hart, Jack Black, and Jamie Lee Curtis. What is Kate Blanchett doing in that cast? Couldn't tell you. It, it sounds like, like a got, Jumanji sequel. It sounds like Jumanji to me. Yes. <laughs> then we've got another non-Spider-Man Spider-Man movie, Craven the Hunter, which is maybe the cheesiest of all the Spider-Man villains. So I don't know Not why they're making a movie. Yeah, I don't care about that one either. Then we've got Joker, oh. Folly Dew. Can can we do like a list of least anticipated movies of 2024? Really, you didn't like. The Joker movie. No, I no, I, I thought it was a ripoff of Scorsese in the worst way, and it has a terrible message. So, did not care for Joker whatsoever. I like the first Joker movie. I'm looking forward to this one. Hopefully, I'll love it and never watch it again, just like I did with the first one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, then we got Venom three. I've never seen a Venom movie. <laughs> well, I 
suggest you keep it that way. However, this one has Tom Hardy, uh, just like the other two. And um, it's adding this guy. Chwidal Elijah 4. To the cast. Chwidal's back. Chwidal. No Michelle Williams? Uh, Unconfirmed. Okay. Also, rounding out the comic book and video game adaptations, Sonic the Hedgehog 3. We all on board for a third visit? I mean, my no. son is, so <laughs> I am also shaking his head. <laughs> no, you you were all right with the first two, though, right? Is that and there was and there was yeah, the first one. Come on, who cares? <laughs> right. Yeah. All right, uh, let's talk a few kids' movies. You guys got kids, right? Of course you do. Uh, so do Orion you. and the Dark. This is a Netflix animated movie made by DreamWorks, featuring wow. the voices of Zach's favorite Twitter follow, Jacob Tremblay. <laughs> He's good. Got to get in line on that one. Harold and the Purple Crayon. Yeah, I'm on board oh. for that. I like that book. I don't know if, that, if Gail will watch that. He might feel like that's for little kids. He is a good book. Kid. No, like little kids, like okay. your kids' age. <laughs> I, can, I don't think, is, is eight a little kid to you? Yeah. It's still a little kid. I think <laughs> once they're once they're tweens, then you're. So you, you would call a 10-year-old a little kid? No. Mm. Just eight, eight and below. <laughs> okay. I'd say nine, <laughs> nine and below. All right. It's single well, digits. Yeah, but I mean, I, okay, he, he's not into Harold and the Purple Would crane, you let him be home like alone? That. Would I let him be home alone? I've uh, Like for how long? For five hours. No, no. Because he's a little kid. <laughs> no, because he's eight. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Despicable Me 4. No. Uh, I mean, I'm probably going to see it, so. The Garfield reboot. Uh, sure. Can, yeah, let's do uh, it. No. No, thank you. Kung Fu Panda 4. No. Is that going right to Netflix? or is that The first Kung theater? Fu Panda is worth watching. Well, how's the fourth one? I haven't seen it. I, I don't know. Maybe as good as Equalizer 3? <laughs> yeah, maybe. Maybe you should start at four, Zach. There's a different one's a panda and one's Denzel Washington. One's Jack Black voicing a panda and okay. one's Denzel Washington. Yeah, yeah. So how does that work out? I'm, I'm just saying he's good in it. Jack Black is the Denzel Washington of pandas. That's what I'm saying too. Yeah. Ah, no rim shot. Crazy. Wasn't I know. a joke. I, we were I, dead serious about that. Zach, you and I are just throwing out zingers left and right and James does no appreciation for humor. Uh, the Wild Robot. No. Is the hot take based on the title? Is that what sure. you want, James? Yes. <laughs> you giving us nothing? Yep. Maybe it's a spinoff of that robot from Rebel Moon. That's exactly what it is. All right. Uh, new category this year. Biopics. These are biopics coming out in 2024. I do like a good biopic. A movie I've already seen because I've seen a million trailers for it. Bob Marley, colon, One Love. Looks good. Yeah, I think it's going to be forgettable. You guys are into it? Yeah. Oh, Kyle um, thinks it's going to be forgettable. Yeah. I think it do, is too. Do, I think I'm you want to hear a, a Bob Marley story? I would love to hear is, your There's a punchline. Should James be ready? When I was in seventh grade, I, uh, I went to Australia on like a, a student trip. Mm-hmm. And on the plane, you know, you could like listen to radio stations or whatever on the plane. And I heard this awesome song. And uh, I like made sure to write down like the lyrics so I could like find this song later. 
because it was mm-hmm. like this, this obscure song that like I was like this is super catchy I like this and uh, and and then so I wrote in my journal I shot the sheriff but I did not shoot the deputy <laughs> <laughs> what what a hidden gem you found yeah exactly <laughs> so seventh grade me was really into that song <laughs> I mean it's a, it's a gateway song for sure yeah it's a good one into Bob Marley. And it, it was the Marley version, not the Clapton version. Yeah. Okay. On March 22nd, we've got Shirley on Netflix. This is the story of Shirley Chisholm, played by, played by Regina King. This is the um, uh, first black woman elected to Congress and the first woman to run for president in 1972. I know nothing about this lady. Yeah, I, I don't either. That's little, why I'm kind of looking looking forward to it. You said Shirley, like Shirley Temple. Nope. Lamb Chop. Temple. Which which Shirley are we talking about? Shirley Chisholm. Shirley Chisholm. Okay. Put some respect on the name, Kyle. Oh no, uh, no, it's it's my fault for not knowing that name. <laughs> <laughs> uh, May 10th, Back to Black. This is probably my most anticipated biopic. It's not ACDC, is, is it? No, no, no. Okay. no. I would not care about that at all. Uh, no, this is Amy Winehouse. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who plays her? Uh, kind of an unknown, uh, meaning I didn't note it. <laughs> meaning I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Meaning like I saw it and then didn't note it because sure. I don't care. Um, then we've got Ka- Cabrini, which I think this is a Zach movie. Details the life of famed Roman Catholic missionary and future saint Francisca Cabrini, portrayed by Christina Delana, as she encounters resistance to her charity and business efforts in New York City. I've never heard of this person. All right. Well, I watched the trailer and I was like, this is a Zach movie. Okay. <laughs> All right. Now we've got reboots, spinoffs, and sequels. Okay. Mean Girls, the musical. Did anybody see that? That's out in theaters now. No, not going to see it. Don't care. Don't care. All right. Uh, Lisa Frankenstein, which is uh, <laughs> written by Diablo Cody. Anybody into Diablo Cody movies? Oh, I no. saw a trailer for this. Yeah. It looks, um, it looks like, like a zombie comedy horror love movie. It, it, I wasn't feeling the vibe cute. of it. Yeah. It, it looks yeah. cute. I'm into it. I'll see it on streaming at some point. Uh, on March 21st, we got a remake of Roadhouse coming, starring Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah, okay. Kicking butt. Anybody into that? Did they make one with The Rock, or is, am I thinking of a different movie? You th- are thinking of a different movie. because I they thought did they not made a make... Roadhouse remake already once. Like, no. 15 years ago. <clears throat> nope. You're wrong. Uh, the Fall Guy was already mentioned. Wicked, part one. The... Screen adaptation of the play. Nobody's no, into this. No. Interested. Book was good. I'm good with the book, though. Lord of the Rings, colon, The War of the Rohirrim. We're going to get anything. a Lord of the Rings movie yeah. this year. I don't know anything about this. Is, uh, do we know who's directing? I don't. Is this Amazon Lord of the Rings? Is this um, Peter Jackson Lord of like which it's Lord not of the Peter Rings? Jackson? It's well, Amazon it, owned it, Lord of so, the Rings. Yeah, but I'm trying to say like it's so it's not his universe. It's the Amazon universe, whatever you want to call it. It's the Amazon universe, but I'm not sure it's related to the TV show. Okay, uh, 
I mean, I'll probably see it. Let's be honest, but it's not on my radar. What about Ghostbusters colon Frozen Empire? Nope. No, no, thank you. <laughs> I will be watching it, but not expecting much from it. Godzilla X Kong colon the new empire. Uh, no, no. I just hate that Rebecca Hall is stuck in these movies. <laughs> like put her in something else. We need more Rebecca Hall and good things. Bad Boys 4. We're all clamoring for Bad Boys 4. No. <laughs> Does Martin Lawrence need a paycheck? Like what's <laughs> what, what's going on here? Yeah, I mean, I would say probably he does. Uh Inside Out 2 has been mentioned. A Quiet Place colon day one. Nope. I still haven't seen A Quiet Place 2. Kyle says no. And I, Zach I, hasn't seen A Quiet Place 2. Have you seen I Quiet seen Place 2? No, I've not seen Quiet Place 2. I liked okay. A Quiet Place, but that's all I needed. I didn't really need more of that. Okay. Fair enough. But what if I told you that A Quiet Place colon day one stars Lupita Nyong'o? No, good people can be a bad movies. What if I told you that A Quiet Place colon day one is directed by the guy who directed 2021's Pig? I mean, it's interesting. I'll put it that way. I don't know if that's- Does that make you more interested in it? it I, I would say it piques my interest to see like what the pig guy is going to do with a- Yeah, okay. Makes I me, think I sold him. I don't know. You didn't sell me. <laughs> I think I did. You you made it me more aware of this movie as being <laughs> a possible watch I may make time for within this annual time frame. Mm, I think you got to make room on your top 10 list. Do I smell a new number one? <laughs> what about Beverly Hills Cop colon Axel F, a.k.a. Bev Cop 4? I'm probably going to watch it because it'll be on Netflix and it'll be easy to access. No, I don't care. But I don't care. No. What about Twisters? They <laughs> finally made a movie to Twister. Are, are yeah. these... I'm into it. <laughs> like, Aren't the characters in this movie somehow related to like Helen Hunt and Bill Paxton's characters? I don't know. I, I thought like it's not just another Twister movie. Like There is some familial connection. The thing that confuses me the most about this movie is that it's from the director of Minari. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Why is he directing a movie? It should about be. It should twisters? be. Why is the pig guy directing a movie about uh, you know, sci-fi audio monsters? I don't know. There you go. Ballerina starring Anna Diarmos. This is the John Wick spinoff. We're getting that in June. Oh, wow. Not even, not even that far from now. Beetlejuice 2, Tim Burton and everyone else is back and they're adding Jenna Ortega. Nah. No, thank you. I'm into it. I'm I'm totally into Tim Burton doing sequels to his old movies. I don't want any new movies from him. I just want his old crap. Uh, Mufasa, colon, The Lion King. I'm into no. it. Is, is this going to be, I'm going to put air quotes, live action? It's a sequel to the air quote live action yeah uh, lion king from 2019 but it's a prequel though not a sequel it's a prequel okay right. yeah I, I mean i'm not into it anyway but definitely not kyle's out it. kyle I'm what in. if I'm i in. told you <laughs> it was directed by moonlight's 
Barry Jenkins. Barry Jenkins. <laughs> I'm, again, I, I'm intrigued by what Barry Jenkins is doing in a <laughs> Disney movie, but I just don't see Disney giving Barry Jenkins a lot of leash on this. And again, I don't care about photorealistic lions running around the prairie. <laughs> If you right. thought the first one was soulless, I think Barry Jenkins is going to ease those fears for you. I mean, maybe if Mufasa is floating in the ocean with his father and they're staring into each other's eyes, I might get be into it. This is going to be this is going to be great. This is going to be really <laughs> mark my words. I mean, you five starred. Yeah. 2019 Lion King. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Speaking of sequels, Rebel Moon M Dash Part Two colon The Scar Giver. I can't wait. Can't wait. James that's is going to make a- us watch it. <clears throat> that's in April. Oh, so not, soon. Not very far away. <laughs> We're getting a new Transformers movie. Transformers colon High Moon. Finally. Finally. We're getting a new Alien movie. Alien colon Romulus. Is this I like mean, Aliens Twelve now? Uh, four, five, six, seven. Seven. Okay. I'm, you know, I'm intrigued by this one. I'm not going to lie. I am too. It's directed by Fede Alvarez, who directed Don't Breathe, which is a great horror thriller. And uh, stars Kaylee Spaney from Priscilla. All right. Storyline happens between Alien and Aliens. So it's not quite a prequel, but somehow a sequel that they smashed into two existing movies. <coughs> then we've got the odd, the amateur, which is an espionage thriller. I put this in the wrong section, uh, an espionage <laughs> thriller starring Rami Malek. No, nah, I don't care. All right. I don't like him. These are miscellaneous movies, which you might consider original movies. The book of Clarence. Oh, I'm so oh, excited about this. Yeah, this, with the uh, yeah, it's already out of theaters here. Can you believe that, Zach? Yeah, came and went. We're gonna have to yeah, catch it. Super on bummed by that, but I'm very interested in the movie. I didn't know this about this movie, but it's from the director of The Harder They Fall. Remember that western? Oh, yeah, I like The Harder They Fall. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Kitchen is on Netflix. It came out January 19th. Supposedly good. Daniel Kaluuya co-directed this movie. It's a dystopian social thriller about a government, uh, about a government condemned London housing estate. I'm into it. Argyle. Oh, I've seen this trailer so many times. Mm -hmm. I and it's got a CG cats in it. I don't know. (laughs) The cat really throws me off. Like the whole movie looks kind of fun, but then whenever the cat slow mo's into the camera, I'm like, I don't know if I can handle this. I also realize I can't tell the difference between um, Owen Wilson, Will Forte, and Sam Rockwell. <laughs> really? Because every time I see that trailer, I'm always like, oh, Will Forte's in this movie. And then this shows it on Shaven. Like, oh, no, it's Sam Rockwell. Or like, I'll watch a movie with Sam Rockwell's voice. Like, oh, Owen Wilson's in this movie. Like, oh, no, Sam Rockwell. Like, they, they're really funny. They're the same person to me. I gotcha. I told you my cameo theory on that, right? You're no. No. I didn't? No. Please. Uh, about those I think there's going to be a secret cameo in that movie. Oh, no, th- there there definitely is, because in the trailer, Samuel L. Jackson says, and here's the real Argyle. And then everyone goes, what? 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 Yeah. Did I, I tell you a who, secret cameo? I well, think did I tell me. you who I think the cameo is? 
Sure. Well, potential spoiler alert. Yeah, no, no. I, right. I want to hear. What do you, who do you think I, it is? I, I think there's two options. Okay. First option is Taylor Swift. And Dumb. the second option is Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. yeah. It's I mean, not going to be Taylor Swift. They're both bad options. <laughs> <laughs> it's and more maybe, likely Ryan Reynolds. Maybe just a wild card Blake Lively because she's like the middle between the two. I, I want like... Obama Nobody cares about to a be the, lively cameo. <laughs> the cameo. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, that's my theory. I, I really feel like the, they're hoping people watch the movie for the cameo because they put that front and center in that trailer. Mm-hmm. Well, if it's Taylor, they'll they'll watch it. But they're so they're hoping the Swifties will come week two. Like here, here here's our plan. Week one, we're going to bomb. And no. then the word gets out because every movie does really well in week two. Now, if you don't do well in week one, it's okay. You can. Yeah. Well, first can of all, if if you do bad week one and then do phenomenal week two, that's fine. But how often does that happen in the last decade of movie making? Well, I'm just saying releases? if the Swifties found out about it week two, then that would happen. Okay. Okay. But the second thing is they just have to find out on Thursday and they'll be there Friday. <laughs> True. Okay. Uh, on February sec- on February second, we've got the Promised Land, which stars Mad Mickelson in a bloody historical epic set in the Danish countryside in the 1700s. Ooh, who's directing Suppo- this? Supposedly good. I don't remember. Oh, it's the from the guy who directed the Outriders, something like that, from a few years ago. Is a no. Danish Danish director, I believe. Okay, so it's not the it's not another round. It's not that director. Not that guy. Nope. Okay. <clears throat> uh February twenty second, Ethan Cohen, one half of the Cohen brothers, gonna direct a movie on his own called Drive Away Dolls. <laughs> Keep seeing the poster for this. Okay. Yeah. Pedro Pascal, right? Yep. Two friends on a road trip who accidentally take off with some stolen loot. I think it's a you know, chase movie. Sounds Cohen esque. Yeah. Uh, March 8th, Love Lies Bleeding. This is from A24. It's the movie where Kristen Stewart hooks up with a bodybuilder. It's a crime movie. You guys mm-hmm. seen the trailer for this one mm-hmm. out there? I'm into it. Uh, the American Society of Magical Negroes from March, in March. This is like, have you guys heard of the concept of magical Negroes yes. being in movies? Yeah. Or being in popular culture to make white people feel better. Yeah. Um, this movie imagines that they actually exist as like a super team. I'm assuming and this is a satire. For sure. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Uh, then we've got If. From, oh, yeah. I think that could be good. From John Krasinski. Yeah. What do you know about this movie, Zach? Uh, imaginary friend, Ron Reynolds, John Krasinski. Right. Uh, kid-friendly fantasy suggests that uh, imaginary friends don't go away once their underage creators no longer need them. Isn't that the same plot of the horror movie Imaginary? Mm, uh, sure, maybe a different spin on it. Okay, <laughs> I just, I, I just really hope that parents bring. Like, I, I want to come out the same weekend. Sure. And Paris is going, oh, we're going to Imaginary, the new Ryan Reynolds movie, and they're in for like a haunted teddy bear movie <laughs> with their kids. Sure. We got Horizon colon chapter one, which is uh, Kevin Costner returning to directing. 
It's an epic western they filmed back to back. We'll get part two next year. <laughs> I'm uh, you know, Kevin Costner has been more political recently, so I'm curious to see what kind of politics, if any, he puts into this movie. Sure. Then we got this year's Bullet Train, aka Wolves, Brad Pitt and George Clooney. Uh, two professionals who find they, who, two professional hitmen who find they've both been hired to do the same job. Yeah, totally, yeah. totally sounds like a movie from the nineties. <laughs> Bring it on, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, Alto Knights, Robert De Niro in a Barry Levinson movie. Speaking of the nineties, this is a mob drama about a mafia, about two mafia bosses vying for the top spot in a nationwide cr- criminal syndicate. Mm. Anybody care about Barry Levinson movies anymore? No. So. Yeah. Uh, Self Reliance. This is on Hulu. This is an Anna Kendrick and Jake Johnson comedy produced by the Lonely Island guys. Oh. I'm in. Yeah. I'm Just because of Lonely Island. Yes. I like Jake Johnson and Anna Kendrick also. I say all those nouns work for me. Yep. Uh, Arthur the King. What is this movie about, Zach? Just by the title, what do you think it's about? I would think it's about King Arthur. It's not. It's about a. It's about Mark Wahlberg and his adventure racing, and then somehow a dog helps him out. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Can I say a, pet, a minor pet peeve I have about movie titling? Yeah, sure, sure. I I I hate it when <laughs> movies call themselves after. Uh, a historic British king that I'm interested in, and then, and it's, then it, about that. it's a bait and switch, and it's not about that at all. Um, mm-hmm. for example, this Arthur the King, also <laughs> King Richard, starring <laughs> starring Will Smith as a tennis dad. Sure. Ah, uh, I was like, I thought I was getting a King Richard movie, and I get it, who actually has a very interesting story in and of himself. <laughs> sure. Do you know? He, do you know how King uh, King Richard the Lionhearted died? Uh, sword? No. <laughs> I don't know. I thought it was illness. No. I mean, if you consider like gangrene Suicide? or whatever. No. He was sieging a castle, right? Mm-hmm. And he was kind of walking around the castle perimeter. And there was this like old frail guy at the top of the castle wall. Definitely not like your top soldier who was like shooting arrows at him. And the mm-hmm. and King Richard thought this was really funny because they were all missing wildly, and this guy, just this one archer, was shooting at him, and uh, and he was laughing at him, and then the guy got him in the neck, oh, with an arrow, and hmm. they went and like fixed it or whatever, and then he died like a week later from uh, from infection. Yeah, so tetanus killed an illness. That's not illness. That's infection. <laughs> you, you you would said, say? Didn't you say disease or something? I mean, isn't a disease any abnormality of the body? So if you got hit by a cannonball, that'd be a disease. Well, the, it's the, abnormal in, to be hit if, by a cannonball. If, if it's the infection that killed you, yes, because an infection is a disease. It's a bacterial takeover of the body. So, yeah. If it was diphtheria, I would have given it to you. I, I, okay, I'm just saying. You know, it's like. It's like, did they die of COVID or was it respiratory infection that killed them? Hold what on. Really so you them? say infection is a disease. Like an infected wound, that's a disease. 
Well, yeah, is an infection a disease? I mean, is sepsis is is not is sepsis not a disease? Or sepsis? I don't think blood, it's a I disease. Hmm? I don't think it's a disease. Well, I think an infection is a description <laughs> of symptoms, and then there is a term for what an infection is, and that would be the disease. No, that would be the condition. No, that's the infection's the condition. The disease is <laughs> what is what is killing you. Speaking of, <clears throat> speaking of dogs, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> whatever. On the same day in March, we've got a movie called Sleeping Dogs, which is a detective thriller starring Russell Crowe and Karen Gillian. Is Russell Crowe going to be in the the uh, uh, Gladiator sequel? No, no, not at all. No, he's dead. Oh, yeah. Well, they could bring him back. Yeah, but he's not going to be. All right. Fair enough. Um, <laughs> All right. So, Zach, the infection is when the the vac- bacteria, the virus, whatever, enters your body and multiplies. The disease is then when those cells are damaged as a result of that infection and signs and symptoms of an illness appear. So the infection is just I think what we call an infection is actually the disease because no one's like. I have an infection. Oh, how is it? Oh, it's fine. I, I don't notice it. Infection is just the presence of foreign bacteria, viruses. The disease are now the symptoms of illness from that infection. So will you now agree that he died of disease if it was from an infection that killed him? No, everything about what she said struck the wrong chord with me. I, I cannot. <laughs> just because you don't like the answer doesn't no, mean that it's not true. No, it was the tone of voice too. It was the smugness. <laughs> it was the talking about things you don't understand. It was it, everything coupled together was just, <laughs> it put me at disease. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm sorry that the truth hurts. Speaking of the truth hurting. Uh, A24 has a movie in March. Probably my most anticipated A24 movie. Didn't make my top 10, but uh, I watched a trailer for this movie called Problemista. Looks super wacky and fun. I'm into it. Uh, Monkey Man. Did you guys see the trailer for this this week? It's insane. This movie is produced by Jordan Peele and stars Dev Patel. It's an action revenge thriller. I've heard of this. The Where Dev Patel action movie. Dev yeah. Patel's like doing martial arts in the movie and uh, kicking butt. And it looks kind of weird. I'm intrigued. Kind of cool. I'm into it. Uh, then we've got Land of Bad. Another Russell Crowe movie. This is the year of Russell Crowe. This is an action thriller starring him and the Helmsworth boys, Liam and Luke. Oh, they couldn't get Chris? No. Chris is too high profile. Does anyone know who Luke is? Like, I, I obviously Liam has been in things, but who's you Luke? You don't know who Luke Hemsworth is? I knew there's a third one. I didn't know he was an actor. <laughs> I bet you've seen him in things. I'm sure I have, it. but I just was unaware. He's less high profile. Um, Spaceman, March 1st, Netflix. This is the serious Adam Sandler movie where he's like in space. Have you guys no. seen the trailer for this? <laughs> no, I don't want to see this. You don't want to see it? No. I, I just saw it. Leo, the the animated movie by Adam Sandler, and I just, I need to take an Adam Sandler break. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> he plays a school lizard pet. It's huh. an animated Adam Sandler film. Okay. 
Never heard of it. Uh, and then finally, Amazon Prime, March 8th, Ricky Stanicki. That's not a title. Is, that's a title. <laughs> this is a comedy movie starring Zac Efron, Andrew Santino, and John Cena. As guys who make up a lie to be able to go to Vegas one year and then decide to make it an annual thing. And now they're like 10 years into their marriages and the lie becomes uncovered. And it's like a dark comedy, evidently. And that's yeah. what's coming out in 2024. That we know of. Of right. course, there's a lot of things we didn't mention that we've never heard of that will probably be on our top 20 list at the end of the year <laughs> because they're probably in, they're, they will probably have been barely released by the end of the year. Uh, thank you for listening to this episode 618 of the podcast. It's the hangover episode. Thank you for joining us in 2023 especially our patreon supporters specifically marcos mansori marco logan josh troy allen victoria scotty justin ryan scott and roger we appreciate your support over at patreon if you'd like to become a patreon listener just head on over there check it out day one you'll get all kinds of after show audio uh, all kinds, literally days worth. You can jump over there and get. Um, and uh, once again, thank you, Patreon supporters. We appreciate it. What does 2024 look like for Cinerealists? We always take a vote at the end of these hangover episodes. Best out of three. <laughs> Are we continuing the podcast for another year? Yes. Yeah. Okay. It's unanimous, I think. It's a unanimous yes. We're continuing the podcast one more year through our 11th year. We can't quit until next year's hangover episode when we revote. <laughs> That's the rule, right? Hasn't that been the rule? Yeah, I don't you, know. we need to like renew the charter. Right, exactly. Yeah. Um, and if we ever need to vote somebody out, we got to wait till uh, the hangover episode every year. We'll I would like out. to introduce a motion to um, <laughs> reduce Zach on the show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. In, in, in no, fact, there's no second. James, can I say right now, can we um, maybe, maybe for like the next two weeks, we just don't have Zach around. Can, <laughs> can, can you agree to that? Uh, yeah, I think I can. Okay. All right. Well, sorry, Zach. It's two against one. So um, Man. You, you'll, you'll, we'll see you later in, in February. You didn't even ask where I was going to be, James. <laughs> I didn't. Where are you going to be? Puerto Rico. Puerto oh, Rico. Why are you going to yeah, Puerto Rico? Yeah. Why not? I've never cheap been. Ticket? It was yeah. a cheap ticket. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. The whole family by yourself? Just yeah, me and um, uh, Kean's going to go. Awesome. Nice. Yeah. Two weeks. You're going for two weeks? No, just for like uh, three days. Awesome. Very cool. Yeah. Uh, I want to go to Puerto Rico. Sounds fun. I know. They still have electrical problems there. I'll tell you. I'll let I, you know. I All think right. they have constant problems, but it's not their fault. With their electrical grid. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lack of funding issue. Yep. 
yeah. So thanks for listening. Thanks for joining us uh, throughout the year. Next, we'll be back next week, or at least two out of three of us will, with either a top ten, last ten, or uh, we're trying to get to zone of interest at some point. We're not sure that'll happen next week. Maybe the week after. Maybe the week after that. We don't know quite for sure, but. Uh, the point is, if Zone of Interest is in your area and you needed any more motivation to go see it beyond uh, critic critics raving and uh, Oscar nominations, then make it because we're going to talk about it at some point. <laughs> <laughs> um, and with that, we'll see you next time. Until then, keep it scenario.